0: Great for the gram. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's bowl after bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer.
1: All cash, baby.
2: Lorian and Spencer.
1: Dame Galorian. Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. That's right. It's bowl after bowl
3: again. Tuesday night. Token Tuesday. Here with episode 84. 84. That's right.
4: It is March 25th. No, it's not. It's May 25th. May I always get the March and May. I flip them sometimes. <laughs> I have like March May dyslexia. Yeah, it's May. May 25th, 2021. And you're in the bull again. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City.
3: And I'm Dame Dullorian.
4: And we are just sitting here tonight with you, waiting on a baby.
3: <laughs> waiting and waiting.
4: Waiting. Still waiting.
3: Yeah, tomorrow is my technical due date. That's right. Based on what the ultrasound text deemed it as.
4: Your official.
3: But I've always felt this baby was going to wait till June.
4: <laughs> you felt that. Um, but then, man, we just had like a full panic. You, well,
3: you had a full panic. I had a
4: full panic. You, you tended to like know what's going on. Yeah. I tend to just be lost, all lost in the supermarket. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, Friday morning, you told me you lost the mucus plug.
3: Yes. Friday morning, woke up from my morning pee, <laughs> wiped a little bit of blood. I was like, oh, there goes my mucus plug. And with our two previous pregnancies, the mucus plug came out a day or two before they were born.
4: Yeah, the, the first two were born within 48 hours of that happening. So I was like, oh you were my ready. God. I'm not, no, I wasn't ready. Oh. I wasn't ready. I mean, when you told me that the plug was gone, I was like, oh no, I haven't done anything. The house is. In total disarray, the place is just not ready for people to come over. Um, just got my ass in gear. I had to like, I canceled everything that weekend. I said, you know, I can't.
3: Uh, You're gonna help your buddy get his house on the market. I was gonna
4: help. I was gonna help do some finishing touches on his house up there. Can't. I couldn't do that. I was like, dude, I can't do this. Uh, I was gonna do the no agenda meetup. I emailed Sir Bilo. I was like, dude, I just can't make it. I'm happy to say my kid's on the way, but I'm sad to say I'm not going to be able to make it up there. Sunday, I was supposed to do the uh, the clip show. I guess M- Misinformed Nation. Misinformed a Nation. Uh, I was like, guys, I can't do that. It was just full, got to clean, got to clean, got to clean, everything around. But I'm glad I did that because I feel so much more prepared than I did just three days ago. So much more prepared.
3: Yes. And I'm also glad that... The next day, Saturday, when I was like, hey, I am i don't think the baby's coming today. You should go to the No Agenda meetup. You still went.
4: I did. I still did. <laughs> I still did go to that. Because you, in the morning, you were like, you know, it's not going to happen today. Yeah. And I was like feeling so stupid. I mean, I felt stupid for everything I canceled, honestly. Um, but it was just, I felt it was like so necessary at the time I did but then that was the one I was like really feeling dumb about because I had set it up my, you know, I was like the point guy on it. Yeah. So <laughs> you like, got
3: all the RSVPs. <laughs>
4: right. And, uh, so I was like, it's going to be so I'm going to look like such a fool not going. And I especially would have looked like a fool if I'm just like waiting on the baby even a week later. So <laughs> I'm glad you insisted I go to that. Yeah. Um, and then we got the promo done and all, or the meetup report done and all that good stuff. So, um, I saw your baby buddy, Illuminati, had her son today.
3: Yes. Congratulations, Illuminati and family. That's
4: right. The newest night of the No Agenda roundtable.
3: Yes, he's earthside now. So excited for them.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
3: First baby.
4: Yep. It's always a...
3: That's the like the biggest transition. The transition into parenthood. Right. Then all the kids after that, it's just like, eh, <laughs> here's another one.
4: <laughs> I thought it was so sweet that... Uh the boys over there at misinformed a nation did like a fatherhood theme kind of deal, you know? Yes. Um,
3: it was a great episode.
4: And then Gu- <laughs> Guiff took, uh, some bowls with buds clips, which I thought was sweet. It's like, they even talked about it a little bit. It hasn't like been a rule or not a rule. Nobody's really kind of approached the subject of, can we bring our own shows or shows that you guys are in or should we, or how should it be done? Uh, it was just sort of an unspoken rule, but then, uh, Gwiff last Sunday broke you know broke Trump on it, and so now it's uh it's kind of a thing that has been done now. There's precedent. He set precedent. He did it while I was gone. I just thought it was like super magical, and uh, then he also pulled some Jordan Peterson clips, which was interesting because I had, I had just like, kind of pointed out you know JP would be proud of my room today because I finally cleaned <laughs> my room. I cleaned my room. You kicked and, uh, ass
3: cleaning that room.
4: I got a gang of stuff that I donated to City Thrift.
3: How many pounds of junk do you think we donated? Probably
4: 150 pounds, I'd guess.
3: Yeah. It, we took...
4: I mean, maybe even more than that. I made two trips up there.
3: Yeah. Is that counting the one with the girls and I? Mm-hmm. From the week before? Or, yeah. Yeah. Three days before.
4: 33 pounds, says Fletcher. 33 <laughs> kilograms, more like. <laughs>
3: Yeah, the girls were excited to get some toys together to donate to other kids. Mm -hmm. They felt good about it until they saw it going away, and then they were a little unsure about it, and then I reminded them. I said, you know, those toys are going to make another kid really happy, and then they felt good about it again. Yeah. When we get home, Rayla's like, I think we can donate this too. I was like, okay, start the next round of uh, donation stuff. That's cool. Always have one going. (laughs) Yeah, we do. That's what I say. Always have a bag going.
4: Always got to have one. Well, you know what else we always got to do at the very top of the show is thank all the people that make it happen. And uh, that includes, if you're listening to the live stream, uh, No Debit on the Bull Stream and also Sir Bemrose on the No Agenda Stream. Uh, wherever you're listening to us live, we are own it, uh, we owe a debt of gratitude to those guys, making that happen. And uh, we also have Value for Value podcast, so basically... It means we put it out there, you can listen to it, you can love it, you can hate it. If we give you value, all we ask is that you return it in some way. You know, everybody has different amount of time or amount of talent or amount of treasure that they can give. And, uh, you know, a lot of us have a combination and we just try to give what we can, put out there. And for this show, we just put it out there and all we ask is uh, if you found value, return it in some way. It can be Clips, it can be our PayPal. You can find it all at BullAfterBull.com. Uh, We also do love streaming sats and uh, this podcast 2.0 thing. We kind of dove in early and we really wanted to be a part of this future thing. If it's going to happen, we wanted to be a cheerleader in the forefront of that, you know, and just grab it and run with it in momentum. And there's a new app I've been playing with, CurioCaster. Uh, In fact, when I started playing with it, the way it worked is you could use an uh, LNPay wallet with the app. And so you owned your own LNPay wallet and you could use it with the app. He just did an update on it so that it's custodial, kind of like all the other apps. So there'll be, or I mean non-custodial, I should say, in that they have a wallet for you that you can load up and then stream sats through. It's the same way that Breeze works uh, and Sphinx to a certain extent works kind of the same way. Sphinx is more plugged into your node, but I don't want to get too deep into the weeds about it just quite yet. Anyway, I encourage you to check out CurioCaster. Um we mentioned it on the last show, but since I've been able to explore it a little bit, been looking around and boosting some folks in there. So it's nice and easy to use and you can use it in a web browser, which is pretty cool. Uh, so check us out and boost us in there. Wanted to thank uh Dame Jennifer for boosting the bull thirty three thirty three sats. Ooh. She's there in the Sphinx tribe.
3: Thanks Jame Jennifer.
4: And uh, she's also running a tribe over there for Animated No Agenda. So check out that tribe on Sphinx. And uh, the executive producer for today, back with another one, uh, is the Silky Red Dragon. I don't know. I don't want to necessarily say your name. She isn't, hasn't indicated anonymity or not, but I uh, always like to err on the red uh, side of caution. So Silky Red Dragon did thank give us a you. note, she says, "Baby Karma tonight in the bowl. Here to both of you, and the, here's to both of you and the newest addition for a smooth transition to Earth form. Uh, Twenty bucks. Thank you so Aww, much. Thank you. We very much appreciate that, and we appreciate everybody uh, chatting along in the bowl. If you want to chat, there's a live stream link and a live chat link, both at bowlafterbowl.com. If you click on Listen Live, and I think that's my bookkeeping. Cool. Yeah. For this bad lad."
3: You can find all of our links for uh cuck bucks and Sphinx Tribe and whatnot over at bullafterbull.com slash donate.
4: That's right. It's all there. BullAfterBull.com. dot com. Man, it was a uh great week for podcasting in general. Uh the bull got a nice little plug there on Thursday's uh no agenda. So I guess thanks again, Sir Bemrose. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That was awesome. You bad lad. Um I actually have a piece of it. I should, have oh, pulled cool. it. I should have pulled it up, but uh, it's quite easy to find. Yeah, they rolled into uh, our show in the coveted post-No Agenda show slot on the live stream, so that was a lot of fun. Uh,
3: yeah, that was super exciting.
4: Made me all giddy. I'm all giddy about it. Giddy and jitty.
3: <laughs> giddy and jitty.
4: Wonderful. I clipped it, and then uh, now I don't know where I saved it. You gotta love it.
3: Fuck golf.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, fuck golf. Golf is the worst, man. <laughs> golf is, uh, your dad watches golf, and this third trimester for me, third pregnancy, third trimester, man, I just get real sleepy with the hushed tones of everyone's voices. Right. And the quiet audience, and then the yeah. l- like lulled claps. I actually or-
4: enjoy playing golf in person, but it's like not really the greatest to watch on TV at all. In my opinion. Unless, you know, unless you're, like, looking to zone out or fall asleep on the couch. But, oh. uh, yeah, here's my... I did find We it.
1: return on Sunday with another edition of the No Agenda Show. We've got uh, bowl after bowl coming up next on noagendastream.com. Boost those guys on a Podcasting 2.0 app. Until Sunday, adios mofos! And such.
4: And such. And such. Yeah, that's cute. And boosts it's the, we received. Yeah, we did see, receive boosts. I think it was like 12,000 sats came through uh, right after that. So that was a good plug. Thank you, Curry.
3: Thank you, Podfather. Thank you,
4: Mr. Podfather, Mr. Adam Curry, for the lovely plug. Oh, man, I want to see him on Hog Story so bad. <laughs> I know, me I too. I guess I, I, I want to hear him on Hog Story. Technically, killer. <laughs>
3: Phoenix asked me in the bowl if the baby's still laying sideways. I am happy to announce that the baby has flipped head down.
4: <laughs> yes.
3: He was originally breech, feet down, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but between the chiropractor visits and the midwife doing some manual inverting, he's head down, Duh. and he's been staying there.
4: He's ready and right, so, uh, right where he wants to be now.
3: Yes, ready to exit. No doubt. And I am ready to hug him.
4: (laughs) Man, the uh, Hogaroos, they had a a killer post-show episode. I love the name of that pork rinds.
3: Yes, pork rinds. They
4: put out. Um,
3: That was so cool.
4: We caught a lot of that live because we couldn't. I don't remember what was going on. We didn't get the first part, the regular show. I think we had tuned tuned in. Oh, right, because we were up north having dinner. So by the time we tuned in, it was. uh, I think it was into that post show. But I want to say that uh, the what, what Carolyn said and what she voiced and had the courage to say on there was just inspiring, I think. Um, she's kind of right in the center of all of the uh, restrictions up in our neighbor to the North Canada. And as, as much as we've had to deal with some mask bullshit and uncertainty, when the mayor here said, it's done, it was done. It was like overnight it was done. Mm-hmm. No one hassles us anymore about anything. Most people don't say nothing. Um, all the businesses—it's weird how different people have changed and implemented that. But, but man, she was on fire, dude. She was on. Um, she was just saying what a lot of the frustrations that we've all felt, and it, and it felt great because it only takes one uh, person with that freedom burning in their in their soul. In each family or in each workplace or in each whatever you want. You know, a lot of times we feel so alone walking out there in the regular world, going to work, coming back home. Maybe your family isn't into it. Maybe uh, nobody else really thinks it's that big of a deal. The whole freedom thing and the whole, you know, being your own sovereign person, able to make your own choices and live your own life. Um, But I'm telling you, man when uh when we have little places like this where we can hear each other and come together outside of all that it just makes you feel less alone and uh in honor of that i, I kind of clipped some of the the best pieces of it for i think evergreen shit that uh
2: i just want to say i'm not afraid
4: that we can use i think over and over for a lot of this shit
2: i can feel the fucking evil it's fucking bullshit man it just pisses me off you come for me
4: I loved that line in the sand, too. (laughs) That was lit. That was on fire. It was inspirational. Fire in the belly.
3: Yes, epic.
4: And that's how I feel, too. You know, I want to echo that sentiment. You know, we're not fucking scared of your evil bullshit. Uh, And we know you don't have the balls to come for anybody. if you do, you'll be met with the fury of a thousand suns. We all stick up with each other and for each other. And uh, I'm just, I was into it, man. I just ended it. Hell yeah. Inspired me to call like three fucking times try to get the goddamn yard mode. Oh, that was a disaster. <laughs> See, that's another one of my procrastinations, uh, which the weather here didn't help. I let the lawn get like two and a half or three feet in the tallest places. Like some of them grasses were just that bad. They were definitely above the dogs when the dogs would go out.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, it's because it rained here for eight, like, Five days straight or something.
3: Yeah. Well, the day before it rained, you were taking a break. <laughs> yeah. And that was your last chance.
4: I did. I missed that last window and I was like, oh, I can get it. You know, I'll be able to get it tomorrow or something. I didn't realize it wouldn't stop raining. And then there was one point where it would like, stop raining. I was like, yeah, now it just, once it dries out, I'll go. And then it hadn't dried out and just started raining again.
3: Yes. Never ending rain.
4: So by the time I finally got to it yesterday, our old lawnmower, we've had it for, this is the sixth summer that it would have been, you know, our employ. And the thing exploded and shot the spark plug out. Once I got to the taller stuff and it was like bogging down, I mean, I mowed maybe half of the backside, mowed half of the back lot. And then I got to a couple boggy patches and the thing just popped out that spark plug. So I let it cool off and put it back in again and got it really nice and tight because I think it was a little loose. Got nice and tight in there, ripped, a, ripped the lawnmower back started, go at it again. Uh, in the first strip, uh, it exploded even harder that time. <laughs> I think because I had it in so tight, you know. But it blew right out of there again. And I said, we may need a new lawnmower.
3: Yeah. The girls were playing outside in the high grass. <laughs> 'Cause it was up to Rayla's shoulders and <laughs> about a Cena's height. Yeah. And uh they were trying to push their mystery machine <laughs> through it. Total. One of those little disaster kid cars that your sister custom painted to look like the mystery machine. Yes. And uh and then we heard you sc- well, we heard the loud bang and then you screaming obscenities. <laughs> I was like, Uh oh. Gonna need another lawnmower. <laughs> lived it lived a good horrible. life. It was horrible. Yeah,
4: uh, I bought it used from a friend of mine six years ago, uh, who also had had it for like I think six or seven years.
3: Probably used.
4: <laughs> yes. So it's a, it was an old beater, but uh got us through a lot of times.
3: Speak, now I got a new one. Speaking of old beaters, you remember that rascal working its way up the hill the oh other day? <laughs>
4: that was an old beater, man. Oh, shit. That's the Christmas in the Swope, though. There was an old, large lady.
3: Very large.
4: She's like going up the hill. I'm driving away from my house. She's coming up the hill as I'm driving down it on the right. And she's just crawling along. And it was like one of those awkward visuals, you know. It's like, ooh, I hope she makes it. And then we get to where we're side to side with her. And there's this young, skinny kid behind her just <laughs> pushing <laughs> her up. as <laughs> She's cr- crawling up this hill in the rascal scooter oh man i was like no way because you couldn't he was so little and skinny and also like <laughs> low to the ground because of how he was pushing so hard and she was so bulbous let's she was say.
3: Uh, yeah three times wider than the rascal and
4: she was big and so she like completely hid this kid until you drove past <laughs> and then you like it catches your eye Oh, man. I was like, I wonder if he's got to just help the push there or if it's like uh, the battery died on him. (laughs) I don't know. It could have been anything, man, but that was wild. It
3: was an epic visual. It was. I looked up just in time to see him in the back, but (laughs) was she wearing a mask?
4: I don't remember. (laughs) Mm. That
3: would have just been the cherry on top. It's hard to
4: remember anymore. Like You think of people, are they wearing a mask? It's like... Paul's just such a blur of masks over the past year and a half. I don't even think about it anymore. Ugh. It's crazy.
3: It is nice not being asked to put one on, no, though. Yeah,
4: it's nice to not like have to... Because you, you know, know you get in your car and then you're like, oh, shit, the not of a mask. Like, who gives a... F- I don't have a fucking mask. It's disgusting. <laughs> I shouldn't have to have thoughts like that. No, I know. It shouldn't be part of my oh, shit, I forgot. I already have a list of oh, shit, I forgot things. Including my keys and my phone and my wallet, and that's that's already too much. Those are three things: keys, phone, wallet. Keys, phone, wallet. If I can get those three things, I should be able to go about my life, man. That's already too much. It's already too much. You got to be dressed. That's too much. Like
3: (laughs) (laughs) all these fucking rules. What's the deal? Putting the clothes on is when you start forgetting the other stuff: the keys Mm. and the phone. Too much. Too much. Too much. I got it done. You know what else is too much? What's too much? This mass collision, killing thousands of migrating birds, which has caused Philadelphia, along with 33 other cities, to dim their skyline.
4: No, they dimming their skyline, huh?
3: They're dimming their skyline. They say that the light pollution, all these city lights are disorienting the birds, and uh, I guess birds are just flying into the buildings and dropping dead and the streets of philadelphia were littered with dead birds so
4: because uh
3: turning the lights off between uh
4: Philly, philly's only been lit up at night like quite recently i suppose huh <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a hundred years of being lit at night right has happened this in is philadelphia
3: all, yeah this is all of a sudden a problem
4: that's interesting
3: i don't know i thought it was
4: that windex stuff that made the birds run into buildings
3: <laughs> that's what the commercials would have you thinking <laughs> The bird pilots just aren't doing a very good job anymore. Maybe they lost their jobs. Maybe. So maybe five
4: just... Gs scrambling them, and Ooh. they just want to. They just want to blame it on city lights. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
3: The five G man. It makes sense. So from uh. Mid- I mean,
4: it's a newer thing than <laughs> than a than skyline, the skyline light. Right. That's not that new at all.
3: No, not new at all. But from midnight o one to six a m. Trying to turn all those unnecessary lights off.
4: So it's 34 cities, but they just were like, "Let's pick Philly so that we can get a 33 in there."
3: Philly plus 33.
4: Philly plus 33. Oh my, oh me.
3: You know how it works.
4: Mm -hmm. Definitely.
3: In New Jersey, just 33 people used their medical aid in dying law last year. It's the first full year. That their um, medical aid in dying for the terminally ill act was in effect. I was trying to remember what it was called in uh, Oregon. Compassionate, uh, like assisted suicide. Death with dignity. Death with dignity. hmm I love that. And, uh, yeah, so only 33 people used it in 2020. They're blaming uh, the low number on the scandemic, but... You know, I would hope that it's not like a huge number of people using it. Right. You have to have a terminal illness and be expected to die within six months under the New Jersey law. You also have to make three requests for the program before getting it granted to you. And you have to be capable of taking the lethal drug cocktail yourself. Hmm. So they said five people are currently going through the process.
4: That last part's a little bit jacked, because I I would say like ninety to ninety five percent of the scenarios I'd want to go through this are scenarios where I don't have the ability to take it myself.
3: You Agreed. know what I'm saying? But you know maybe the mental clarity to say I know what's going on. Like I don't know, it's tough. They just want to make sure that people's families aren't murdering them, right? Um, but I think a lot of it. If yeah, if you're in excruciating pain, it would be. May be difficult to do small functioning things like that. Mm-hmm. So I did think that was a weird requirement too, and I also don't like have to, you have to make three requests for the program. Let's well, just like it's like one request, and then we go investigate. You know, send someone to your house and talk to your family and figure it all out. But yeah, so New Jersey is one of ten states plus DC that has a Death with Dignity program, and I honestly I hadn't even thought about it until. Um, we watched, I think it's a documentary called How to Die in Oregon. Yes. And that's that just, that really swayed my opinion on it. Because at first I thought, oh, this is ripe for corruption and murder and, you know, uh, insurance fraud. Yeah. Um, But seeing that movie, that documentary, I was just totally changed my opinion on it. Now I defend it. I mean, I think everyone has the right to exit when they want to. I agree. Or they should
4: they should have and
3: you know if you need uh, obviously america doesn't work the way i want to but (laughs) you should just be able to go to the pharmacy and get what you need and want you know Uh, you shouldn't have to go through a middleman doctor to get prescriptions and stuff in my opinion and so it's like this lethal drug cocktail like someone should be allowed to do that for themselves yes but those are the two big 33 magic number stories it didn't go into the realm of uh covid 1984 the other two so i threw in two real lame ones (laughs) (laughs) lame ones lame ones uh yeah such as 33 percent of instacart shoppers bought plant-based meat or milk in 2021 which i say you should not be able to call them meat or milk if they're made from plants they should have a different name yeah Plant juice. Plant juice, yeah,
4: (laughs) or whatever it is juice. Soy juice or, you know. Plant pudding. Soy tea.
3: Plant patty. Like, I would call it a plant patty. That's fine. Soy goo. Ugh. Ugh.
4: It is goo.
3: And then the second one I grabbed was, uh, 33% of renters are motivated to purchase a home after the pandemic. Like, yeah, no shit. I can't imagine living in an apartment building during all that nonsense yes in close quarters with everyone and the the tv is telling you that they're all gonna kill you and you're gonna kill them and rah, you probably gotta wear a mask just to open your door and get your mail whatever walk to the end of the hall oh man and if you don't
4: this would be such a bad time yeah if me. you're a
3: freedom fighter like us you get into it all the time with the people who are really scared mm-hmm. just mental scared Ugh.
4: Yeah. no man. good
3: and now you're in a terrible uh, time period to be looking to buy a home.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, typically. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rough on buyers. I mean, it's it's been a seller's market for a very long time, but not to this extent.
3: It's insane.
4: Like it's been all spring.
3: As someone who's been scouting houses for, well, I'm pretty much always looking at houses, but, it's you know, got to get some land. Yeah, no doubt. And now it's like, ooh, even outside of the city people are putting in offers that are well above what the things are being appraised for. Yep. It's not cool. I'm not willing to do that, I don't think. Just wait it out. It seems like
4: a bad idea. Like unless you absolutely have to do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it too is in the in the lower tiered markets, the lower price markets, um, you've got more to work with, you know, per square foot. So people who are mass exiting california new york um all these different places they sell their house then they've got all this money to play with and they're like oh yeah what's a what's an, another you know 20 30 grand
3: uh, yeah i guess i don't know because <laughs> they can move into the
4: same size house here for oh far less of money you know
3: way less you know uh, i don't know i worry that the banks and stuff are buying all these places as rental properties too just you know flip for rent and then no it heading towards that you will own nothing and you will be happy slave yeah. plan which is not gonna happen
4: you know, i'm gonna own my stuff
3: yeah <laughs> this is america you dumb son of a bitch no doubt maybe it's a good time to tell people what the first time i ever topic is no that's tonight. right
4: yeah that's always another way you can contribute is uh by participating the first time I ever this week. We're talking about the first time I ever left the state I was born in, which could be moving, could be vacation, uh, could be anything you want, but it's easy to participate. All you got to do. Call
1: 816 607
4: That's right. We uh, take it all. We take the voicemails, take texts if you're voice shy, or if you're just too drunk to talk, but just enough to text. Sometimes that'll happen.
3: Yeah, and you can always send us pictures.
4: <laughs> Lee actually asked me at the Doja up. He was like, did you get any dick pics yet, man? <laughs> I was like, no. Despite no. Laureen's pleas,
3: no.
4: I was like, Lauren, you're gonna start something here?
3: I got a what? I'm I gonna said, start I something. You're gonna
4: start something that we'll never be able to finish.
3: Eh. But uh, no.
4: No, I said, Nope.
3: There's boob bicks of plenty. That that's true. Balance it out, you know? Just like, hey, I wanna be fair. I like boobs. I like butts. I like dicks. It's whatever, just in my way. Don't you wanna see me naked? Guys get the shit into the stick on that one. Yeah, I suppose so, that's true. Everyone wants to see ladies naked. She wasn't wearing anything. Oh, man. Give some love to the naked dudes. Oh man. Oh man. So the magic number, of course, was uh real busy <laughs> in all the Koof stories. Yeah, it
4: had a it had a bit of a lull last week in the Koof stories, remember? But it came back with a vengeance.
3: It did. It did. Last week, yeah, you're right. They were uh it moved to more political stuff. And I thought it was gonna keep up with that. Well yeah
4: this they, week. They had to flip the War script on everything.
3: And, yeah. No. We're back. Because they, they took
4: the mask thing away and then they admitted maybe, sort of, kind of, it could be possible that the COOF did come from Wuhan lab. And they don't know, but they say, oh, well maybe now, maybe it could be, maybe that thing that we've been saying for <laughs> well over a year. Hmm. And it couldn't be the obvious place it would have come from. <laughs>
3: no. No. Especially since Trump said it.
4: Yeah, that was the big that was the big thing that made it so false for so long, I think.
3: Yeah. It is. But there were thirty three new cases in Vermont. Thirty three people hospitalized in Massachusetts. Thirty three deaths in Ontario. Whoa. Sri Lanka and Germany. A trio <laughs> of
4: thirty threes. 33s there, wow.
3: Then I saw that the UK was Showing some data, alleging that a single dose is only 33% effective against the India variant, specifically. Oh, boy. They're calling out this variant, prepping you for the boosters. Yeah,
4: you need that India booster.
3: But they're saying that's just a single dose. So if you get that double dose, you might be uh, 66% effective. (laughs) You get that triple dose.
4: The main one is the China variant, right?
3: (laughs) Well, no one in the mainstream media said that. The China
4: (laughs) virus is the main one, the China variant. (laughs) What are we saying is the main one? Wait, this is the know. India variant, right? It's not, the I've main heard the South Africa variant.
3: The main one yeah, is just the main one. The it's main not one? a variant. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> it's interesting. A, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting for sure. It's just a yeah, sales tactic.
4: Well, you know, that's just like
5: uh, your opinion, man.
3: I didn't bring this article into the bowl tonight, but Pfizer does a lot of clinical Trials here in Kansas City, mm-hmm. if you recall, and they did just start their, um, third dose, the booster shot trial. I saw a little news right up on it. Ooh. I said, oh, there it is. Magic number three. And then they say, oh, you, uh, it seems like you're going to need it every 8 to 12 months oh, to fight off the variants. 8 to
4: 12.
3: <laughs> but, you know, flu shot. People get that it's every true, year. It's true, man. People line to up To fight off the variants like, or whatever, different strains.
4: Probably going to get
3: my flu shot. Yeah. So.
4: Never understood it. I, did it. I did it once when I was much younger. I get sick as a dog. One <laughs> of the worst flus I ever had. The worst flu you ever had. One of the worst flus I ever had, for sure.
3: Oh, I've been blessed. It's like, I like no thanks,
4: no more of that.
3: I've not gotten the I'm
4: done with all that flu shot. Take my chances, and, and yeah, I get the flu a couple of times, but uh, it's like that's the flu season. You go into it, and you're like, okay, I can, I could maybe get the flu by catching it, or I could definitely get the flu by having to shoot it in my arm. I'm gonna go with the maybe.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'll take my chances. I trust my immune system a lot. And, you know, sometimes I get sick, then I get better, because I sleep, I drink hot liquids, mm-hmm. I drink soup, eat soup.
4: Oh, wowie-zowie. Looks like Ned posted his own dick pic in the uh, bowl. If you're not in the bowl, you're missing out. <laughs> yeah. The live experience. Because <laughs> uh, these images uh typically self-destruct within two hours, so <laughs> once that dick pic's gone, it's gone. It's
3: gone for good. Wow. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for your courage, Ned. Ned. <laughs> it's one of the
4: whitest dick pics I've ever seen. I must say.
3: Anyway, so sorry we, that was distracting. You know how Ohio announced their one million dollar vaccine lottery? Yes. Vax a million. Uh huh. Well, when <laughs> they a d- when a they million. did that, the shots surged thirty three percent. Wouldn't you know? <laughs> That's convenient. <laughs> yeah, and finally, to end it. Oh, end this misery. 33 Reno pediatricians say that a certain school district should reinstate their universal mask wearing until the school year ends. Oh, fuck, no. No. It's fucking bullshit, man. I'm just sick of them going after the kids.
4: Yeah, no doubt. It's like the le- the least susceptible population they're going to put the most restrictions on. And it's... It's disgusting. It's because the kids are just so easily manipulatable. It's what they always go after with new legislation or when they're trying to scare people up, rile people around. They go after the kids. It's just not even fair, man.
3: I know. And I don't remember if it was no agenda or uh, I don't remember because pregnancy brain is a bitch. I got the brain fog for real. But uh, someone was saying that the kids don't even spread it. Yep. They don't spread it.
4: I've read that as well. <laughs>
3: so it's like, oh.
4: And then you can read all this and like, what do you trust? I don't know.
3: And then just the the mental aspect of seeing this world around you and all these covered faces and no, I no social cues, no facial expressions. You're a child. So then you're like soaking that all in as your reality. It's crazy.
4: Yeah. It is unhealthy. And I'm to say the very least and be polite about it.
3: Glad to say my kids have never worn a mask. That's right. And they will never wear a mask unless you know there's a bombing and they need a gas mask and <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> or you we're know. on a plane going down. They need they the oxygen to, mask. And they'll
4: have a proper mask in that kind of scenario too. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So like uh, when not I, a when I
3: homemade cloth mask yeah. that does nothing for you.
4: Yeah. When I varnish, you <laughs> the like, You know, garage. You gotta keep the door open. Well, I also wear a respirator, which I wore around at the beginning of this thing too. That was hilarious. Any place that would make me wear a mask, I wore that big ass 3M respirator in there.
3: When they did the okay, stupid. When they told everyone to stay at home for 15 days, and we did a little this is bullshit photo shoot, and I (laughs) yeah, I put your Mm -hmm. paint mask on. Yeah. And then the cheapo masks on my boobs. That's fun. That was a funny one. That was a funny one. And I made that... You know what? You must have uh, uh, waited a little bit too long on mowing then, too, because I made that grass skirt oh, out that's of the right. <laughs> the rye grass, I, I guess, in the yard. The
4: other day, I just quipped, like, man, we could make a bunch of new skirts with, like, how tall the grass has gotten. And no, you got no all joke. defensive. You were like, we already have the skirt. We still have it. spot. I was defensive. I,
3: I take good care of that skirt because it was not fun to make at all, and uh, I'm allergic to <laughs> that grass. <laughs> So I need to put like a band, some glue and a band on the top so that it doesn't rub against me. Because if you see the pictures, which I'm sure will be posted in the bowl at some point tonight, and they're already on No Agenda Social, if you're there, uh, I just <laughs> as the pictures go along, the rash just gets worse <laughs> 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 on my hips where the skirt is hugging me.
6: It'll happen, I suppose.
3: It was worth it. I've always wanted a grass skirt, and I made one myself. Because they told me to stay home, <laughs> and I, d- I don't think we stayed home ever. Like we still did our normal grocery trips and seeing your dad. And I mean, I work from home, so like I'm already home. Yeah, nothing. Nothing about changed our stuff for me. Really was <sighs> too deeply affected. Fifteen days, of crock of shit. No doubt. They're fucking full of shit. They are. Oh, <laughs> you know who else is full of shit? Who else? Well. I guess these homeless encampments that you know they had to break down, whatever. But Kansas City just got 8.3 million dollars from in federal money to address the homeless issue.
1: All cash, baby. Yeah, I
7: like money, though.
3: They said they're going to use it to cover their tiny home village initiative, which will supply like 140 beds, but they haven't announced the location for it yet. I've been digging. Of course, they announced the Tiny Homes Initiative back at the end of April. We talked about it here in the bowl. And, uh, you know, nothing has really happened since then. They're moving moving folks from hotel to hotel, it seems like, um, and putting more pe- homeless in hotels, giving them 90 days to stay in a hotel and hoping that they will figure their lives out in that hmm. time.
4: 90 days. You got 90 days to figure your shit out. <laughs> you got
3: 90 days. I remember <laughs> the first one, uh,
4: oh, my goodness, when they
3: started moving people from one hotel, the hotel owner was like, "Wait a minute. We agreed on 90 days at 100 bucks a night per person." And then the people also, a lot of them, had started working at places where they could walk to from the hotel.. Yep. And so you move them, and these folks don't have vehicles or cars, and the buses don't go everywhere. That was just so frustrating. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I mean, never trust the government. Just don't. Like, it's all a bunch of bull from them. But
4: it's always some kind of line or scam or scheme, man.
3: Yes. It's.
4: It's not many people who have regretted like ignoring or not trusting the government.
3: Yeah. So, but hey, eight million more dollars. I mean. Cripes, I think I could solve homelessness with $8 million, if you ask me. <laughs> but they're going to staff this tiny home village. Uh, I don't
4: know. It's not a money problem. You can just no,
3: it's not a money problem. just
4: throw money at a problem, you know? It's just not how things work.
3: No, it's or... not the money that solves it. But, you know, I, just, I also just don't see how making these little villages is going to solve it either, especially when there's only 140 beds in it. It's like literally a homeless shelter that's outside and then you use a key to open a shed and fall asleep there like how's that gonna help anyone yeah that's it doesn't look like they have showers i mean if they do have a shower that would probably be a communal facility Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah it's not uh money definitely won't solve that problem and giving people things for free like free houses and stuff that also doesn't (laughs) really fix things i don't think because there's a lot of upkeep, and being able to budget, you know, and afford things, Ugh, I don't know.
4: It's tough. It's, it's almost like the government isn't the one to solve that. <laughs> you know, like individuals have to solve their individual problems.
3: Yeah, take a little responsibility for yourself. Carry your own cross.
4: I mean, the yeah. There's just not the. There might be other people that can or should help. But the government isn't one of those people.
3: Well, there's plenty of city organizations, nonprofits that are out there trying to help. And these people, these people, they uh, they have that union, the homeless union now, mm-hmm. you know, and they just reject their help. I can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped. That's how I feel. Yeah, they want to. They want free they things. Want they want to f-
4: manipulate. Yeah, government money. Exactly. They want to hold hostage government money rather than accepting actual help.
3: And what's the outcome of that? I don't know. I Section mean, eight.
4: Slush, slush like, funds.
3: Uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know either.
4: It's not gonna. It's not gonna f- magically make the problem go away. I can tell you that.
3: Yeah. Well, they're looking for a magical solution to the problem in clip one that I sent you. Also. Oh boy.
4: Which I'm is something we've talked about before. Solutions.
1: By now, it's a sight and sound many Kansas Cityans are all too familiar with. Sideshows taking place all across the KC Metro. You can handle a three plus 100 horsepower car and dance with it like it's really a fun thing to do. And since 2018, Roy Anderson has been letting his vehicle dance throughout Kansas City. From the wild night that temporarily shut down I-70 last March. 25 to 30 cars you might see that's on the video, be with us, they be the spectators. To the show in the Power and Light District. Everything is about bringing the community together, showing off your talent and having fun all at the same time. I mean, In the past, KCTV 5 has spoken with community members who love the shows. Normal street show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I used to that. I like that. What? And others? What? Not so much. Oh my gosh. It's
4: it's at least once a week. Um if if not more. For down. Oh my god. Okay, that's kind of unfortunate contrast, isn't it? they get the black guy and he's like oh yeah i love this shit then they get the white guy and he's like you know they doing this once every week oh my god it's like oh,
1: really Town kansas You're city sweet. resident jerry mansfield he says the they side jokes too. have added unwanted chaos to the city that's why he's been trying everything he can to get the situation under control by shooting video and contacting city leaders in kcpd kcpd says when these shows pop up They're using a different strategy, no chasing, but instead deflating tires, towing vehicles and writing tickets. As for the city, they have an ordinance expected to be voted on this week to impound vehicles involved in these acts. But while the city seeks further enforcement, Roy hopes they will also consider providing them with a safe and secure space off the streets to hold shows every time we try to do it, they come up with a reason on why we can't do it. A back and forth battle Roy says has gone on since 2018, and the reason many of the members have taken to the streets in order to get the city's attention.
7: Mayor Lucas also suggests that the sideshow members contact the city
8: public works about getting a permit to hold these uh, official shows in safe
9: and secure areas.
4: Yeah, official shows.
3: Uh, okay, I loved that juxtaposition there of what that guy said because dude was just like, we like tried you're... to talk to the city about... It. You know, going about it right, and right, they yep. ignore our requests, so we're just out here doing it because they don't want to have.
4: You know that it would just be an outrageous story that they don't want to deal with. If they approved a permit for dudes just like doing burnouts in circles, you know, yeah, I mean, and I'm not gonna say that ain't fun to like either watch or even especially do if you have a souped up car and you know you can make it dance like they're saying. Yeah, man. it's like it's 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 actually pretty cool. I'm not going to lie about that, but they're just can be doing it in the zoo parking lot and all this different shit, you know? Well, like, like uh, they
3: said, they shut down I-70. They did it on the highway. Right. That's too far. You, that's yeah, not that's cool. A, it's a
4: safety. I mean, it's like, it's not cool enough to uh, smash somebody's car over. You know, I drive around in the city with my kids in my car and I can't have another car smashing into me well, because they be were having fair. a wahoo time.
3: They, I don't think they've smashed any cars or hit anyone that's and, why it's you yeah, know. that's
4: true yeah I mean and I don't know
3: it's like he said in the video of the i71 the the 25 to 30 cars that you see that are spectating are They're, all their crew right. that's their friends and stuff so so
4: they have the they had a
3: safety block on the highway basically right but still you're shutting down the highway right. you can't which get is through wrong. and that's also
4: <laughs> not cool yeah.
3: But yeah, that guy and then they name dropped that guy I, like I was like, Oh, this poor man. Yeah. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like they're coming for you, dude. <laughs> Somebody needs to do something about it. Yeah, and his I voice. Know. I have just...
4: bitched about it before. I mean
3: On the show, yeah, mm-hmm. our show. Just because we hear it every Friday but night.
4: I'm way more I'm way more cool with the burnouts in a circle, especially in the parking lots. I don't give a shit about the parking lots. Shutting yeah. down seventy is ludicrous. You shouldn't be able to do that. But in a parking lot where it's closed, it's like if you can get away with it, hee hee, and then dart off. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's not. It's definitely not the biggest of our issues. That's a far different universe than shooting your guns up in the air with celebratory gunfire. Yes. You know. Yep. So you know, there's a balance. I mean, the sideshow guys have been, uh, you know, keeping it somewhat reasonable aside from their shutting down of streets thing.
3: I thought it was interesting. They said the cops aren't chasing them off because it seems like... yeah that's what like they used to
4: do. They used to flush them down here. All the, the yeah, time. that's what
3: I was gonna say. They used to just push them, the whole group, all the spectators and everything, just down to our neighborhood.
4: <laughs> how, how do you think they're doing these tire deflations? I mean, right. I don't know. But, <laughs> you wait for them to park, or are you shooting blow darts at their tires as they're putting by? down like I spike strips Spice while they're strips, performing? Maybe. That I seems kind of
3: dangerous. Like. Like you're adding more danger by yeah. trying to intervene like that
4: bullfight in a car
3: um I don't know I don't know but yeah, it's an then, interesting problem it is an interesting problem
4: so uh, I would I, I would trade four or five other serious problems and keep that one to be honest
3: yeah I agree it's, it's not the worst but mm-hmm. you know what's awesome is going behind the curtain so let's go behind the curtain oh yeah
4: Love going behind the curtain.
3: Missouri, man. Been in the weed news this week. Yep. Uh, Our lawmakers passed a bill which allows medical weed companies to deduct ordinary and necessary business expenses on their state tax returns, which, of course, Section 280E of the Federal Tax Code prohibits. And now, everyone's just biting their nails, waiting to see if Governor Mike Parson will sign it into law. He better. Hell yeah. I was like... It's a step in the right direction after all. It is. That is what I was like. That's what I was feeling about it. Yeah. It's just ludicrous that you're a business. It's discrimination.
4: It's an equal protection violation. I mean, it's a really obvious one. If I'm going to have a liquor store, and I can write off my expenses... I should be able to have a dispensary and also write off my expenses. It's just a regular thing. They act like it's just some big-ass criminal enterprise, you know?
3: Well, because of the stupid like controlled the, substances. Exactly.
4: The only reason Schedule. it's some kind of fucking criminal enterprise is because of a dumb law. That, by the way, is, is it no longer exists in our state. The dumb law is is gone. But you still got the Fed. Thanks, Fed. Thanks, Fed, for keeping everyone illegal.
3: How do we let it get this way? <laughs> it just pisses me off. It does. And then last Tuesday, last token Tuesday, of course, the news didn't come out till Wednesday. Uh, we had, we talked about all these folks that weren't able to get their licenses suing, trying to, you know, blame the application system and trying to challenge the scoring system as to why they did or did not get it why they didn't get a license. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, of course, the state has been pulling money out of the revenue, the weed revenue, to fight these challenges. (laughs) Well, the state's appeals court ruled last Tuesday that uh, the regulators can't keep license applications a secret because Mm. there was one company in particular from California who was battling them on this, and they said... Well, because of the way of the scoring system, there's no way for me to tell if I was unfairly judged without comparing it to others that did get licenses. That makes sense. And so now they will be allowed to see the oh, other applications.
4: That's, that's going to open the floodgates. Man.
3: <laughs> oh, it's about to get crazy, I think.
4: Yeah, they're going to have to just let anybody in.
3: <laughs> and, well, you know what's crazier? That same company, I think they're called King's Gardens out of California, mm-hmm. Um. They were given a license, Ah. Oh. <laughs> like sort of like a hush license, you know. Oh yeah, I think uh yeah, they probably like, here shut up. <laughs> they probably revoked someone's license and then just put them first in line. Yeah, because they were like, hey, shh,
4: not so. You're <laughs> gonna, matter now.
3: You've got the best arguments here, so it's just just let's have just, a, just have a fucking moment, okay? Yeah.
4: <laughs> exactly, rock of the boat a little too hard. Here. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we know you got your weed money coming in from California and you can really battle us, so just just take the license. But, yeah, we'll see where that goes. You think there's going to be any arrests? Corruption arrests? I don't know, man. Because that's, that's been flowing, too. I don't have any new ones this week, but... I mean, there's,
4: there should be if they discover that there was pay-to-play for licenses, for sure. But uh, I don't know.
3: I don't know either. But I do know that in Kansas... Their first industrial hemp fiber processing facility just opened in Great Bend.
4: Very nice.
3: So, farmers in Kansas were actually afraid to grow hemp because they didn't know where to sell it.
4: Yeah, that makes sense.
3: So, this family, the Baldwins, decided to open up a processing plant. That's cool. Solve that. Um, They said a lot of processing plants haven't had the courage to start because of the hemp farmers in Kansas... 90% 90% of them, according to a survey in 2019, were growing only for CBD, not for, you know, fiber. Huh. Material. Well, making. that's, I mean,
4: that's where all of the demand is for sure.
3: So it seemed, but hemp has seemingly infinite potential,
4: you know? <laughs> like Yeah, I mean, the amount of things you can make out of hemp, like the plastics and the fibers and all the different, you know, textiles. Yeah. Definitely makes you wonder... What's keeping, what's the holdup? You know, that they, they rolled back the restrictions federally a while back. So, you know, where's all my hemp plastics? Where's my hemp plastic right. shampoo bottle? I mean, is it that much more expensive? I mean.
3: Well, a lot of the technology to create products out of the hemp is manufactured overseas. But this family that opened this plant in Kansas was real excited to say that they purchased all of their machines from Colorado so they're offering a hundred percent American made product oh cool from mostly Kansas farmers they have 10 farmers that they're contracting with this year who altogether have a thousand acres of hemp so and of course like hemp grows great in this area yeah yeah ne- only needs like corn growing conditions
4: Missouri and Kentucky we used to battle each other for first place hemp producer regularly way.
3: also the hemp fiber is dustless so it's great for animal bedding i didn't know that that makes sense but yeah you know other things they're planning to do with it insulation bioplastics building materials it decomposes as at a higher rate and can be turned into polymers and um
4: I mean, the the amount of carbon offsetting you can get with hemp products is silly. If they really are on this whole climate change, the world's going to even got to offset carbon. Uh, hemp's a big solution for that, too. You know? Exactly. It makes you wonder how interested they actually are. They'd rather probably tax the carbon that is made than avoid making it.
3: Yeah. And you mentioned textiles. Well, they are currently shipping their products to Pennsylvania to be turned into cloth. So... Hopefully, we'll see some more processing plants and. Yeah, it sounds know, like
4: they're trying to get busy over there, man.
3: Growth from this in the near future. Hemp.
4: Hemparoony. Hemp will save the world. That's what Jack Hare said.
3: Yeah. The hamper himself. In New Mexico, they're getting a $300 million manufacturing and cultivation research facility from the DEA. Because, of course, now the DEA is awarding permits. For research purposes, and uh, I guess thirty other private businesses businesses have applied for one. This one seems to be the first. It's been granted. It will bring in one hundred and seventy construction jobs and two hundred research and agricultural jobs.
4: Hmm, it's a big one.
3: Yes, weed, the recession-proof industry, still going strong. No doubt. And throw hemp in there, and it's just going to be stronger. <clears throat> New York jumped on the banning delta eight train. Along with all the other THC isomers. So now.
4: All the cool kids are doing it, huh?
3: 11 states altogether have decided to ban this minor cannabinoid. And at least six states are in the process of considering updating their laws to apply to it. It's well, so when stupid. you see the terrible news coverage like we brought to the show last week saying that Delta 8 is Pot's little brother.
4: Yeah, it's just. Not a- even
3: explaining. That it's a cannabinoid, a part of the plant that's been extracted for use. It's just like...
4: You can tell this has the preventionists and (laughs) interventionists crowd written all over it.
3: Well, and I hate to even assert this notion, but what if you could just ban pot then because it has Delta-8 in it? You know, is that where this is going?
4: I mean... You,
3: You make a cannabinoid illegal, so then does that make the whole plant illegal? Because... That one cannabinoid is a part of it. it'll
4: definitely fuck with all of the c b d people who c b d that's right quote, it, quoting that they're fifty state legal or fifty state legal.
3: I forgot it's extracted from the c b because
4: it's fifty state legal man it uh, ain't fifty state legal it's <laughs> so just it's a pipe dream to say that
3: no, I know we just get weed off the scheduling, you know. Deschedule it. It's the only we were gonna be able to have true freedom here. And even then, we we had talked this week about um one of the federal bills that proposed making an a market like alcohol for it. And you brought up a good point, which was, well, I don't want that either, because then the ATF is involved. Yeah. <laughs> so excuse me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just that's that's one. the last
4: thing you want. I was like, oh, we're gonna. <laughs> it's like out of the frying pan into the into the fire, by DEA. Hello, ATF. No,
3: no, you're no, right.
4: no. Thank you. Just, just get out of it. Fed, get out of it. The federal government has nothing to do with some weed. Seriously, I don't see it anywhere in the Constitution, except for the paper it was written on. So that means it's the states. It's up the states. You yes, got, you have to butt the fuck out of it.
3: Is that hemp paper? What? That it was written on. <laughs>
4: I don't know. People say that all the time. Not, I've not <laughs> specifically looked it up.
3: I'm going to have to look it up.
4: Might be a meme.
3: Might be a meme. Yeah, but hemp could save the world.
4: Might be one of those things like, we only use 10% of our brains. Yeah. Just one of those things people just say over and over.
3: Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure where I heard that. But anyway. I've
4: heard it for years, but maybe it's not true. Spread <laughs> misinformation like <not> the Russians. <laughs>
3: A watered down implementation bill for the recreational market that voters passed in Montana was signed into law last Wednesday. Changes include a three month delay to the start of sales, pushing it back from October 1st, 2021 to January 1st, 2022. A 35% THC cap for flower product, which uh, that's the second state to cap adult use markets THC percentages, Vermont being the other, but interestingly enough they did not cap they didn't put a THC cap on concentrates Hmm. which is where I was like, that's, you know has a much higher potential (laughs) there, but hey don't say anything
4: (laughs) somebody has a good lobbyist there in the concentrate side of things
3: I think a lot of flour tends to um, tap a cap out naturally around like 24% THC. I could be wrong, but 35% THC cap on flower, kind of whatever. I don't like these caps being put in. Uh, they're also granting in this new bill an 18-month head start for existing medical weed companies over newcomers to the market who will be applying for licenses and stuff later. <laughs> Um, they're capping edible potency to 100 milligrams per package, and they're capping topicals at 800 milligrams per whatever it is—transdermal patches or solves. I don't know. They're shifting the industry oversight from the Department of Public Health and Human Services to the Department of Revenue.
4: Cha-ching.
3: Mm-hmm. And of course, they couldn't leave Homegirl alone, so they're reducing that from four plants per individual to two. What? Yeah. Two plants. And I didn't see if that's every stage, like, you know, but two plants. That's two not plants. Not sounding isn't good. Shit,
4: man. What if one of them gets sick? Then you are down to one plant.
3: Yeah.
4: I mean, that's just that's just mean. I know. Two plants. Give me a break. Two plants.
3: These people don't think about the patients.
4: Sick should be the absolute minimum that you could actually expect somebody to... Because
3: what if you fuck up your
4: plant, man? What if? you got to start growing your medicine all from the beginning. Yep. Yeah, you're right. It's totally anti-patient.
3: Yeah. And, of course, this is for the rec market, so it's just... They're thinking about it that way. In an alcohol way. And so limiting people. But, yeah, it's so insane. It's like you don't limit how many... Bottles of beer I buy or whatever, you know, like how much alcohol I come home with. Nope. I
4: know, it's, it's ludicrous.
3: Makes me mad. So, I mean, we've seen this now happen in Mississippi. <laughs> that plant
4: might do something dangerous like grow.
3: Grow, yeah. <laughs> it's
4: very scary. You're manufacturing. You're playing God.
3: South Dakota, of course, still waiting on a Supreme Court decision, but it's just such bullshit that... The voters vote for one thing, and then mm-hmm. these fuckers turn it into another. hmm No.
4: Yeah, that's why we were so adamant on doing it as a constitutional amendment when we passed ours. Because otherwise, you know, they just convene and just gut it.
3: Couldn't they overturn a constitutional amendment, too? Mm-mm, not
4: without no? a, Not without a vote of the people, again.
3: Oh, that's very smart. If it's a constitutional amendment. The only way to go.
4: Yeah. There's a higher signature threshold, but uh, the law that you make has to stay in place unless you give permission for it to be changed again. You know, if the legislator went back to session and they wanted to gut or change or manipulate the constitutional amendment, they could pass something. But then it would have to go to a vote of the people in order to finally pass and take place. So
3: That's the way to go.
4: It is the way to go, for sure.
3: You listening, Nebraska? <laughs>
4: Yeah. I don't know what the limitations might be in Nebraska. If uh, not all states, you can just make a constitutional change necessarily. Oh, cripes. You know, it's a state-by-state <laughs> thing, but, you know, that's, that's how the thing was designed originally, state-by-state, state, you know.
3: That's how it's supposed to be. Well, federal o- oversight and the stupid Section 280E taxes. <laughs> ridiculous.
4: It's Ridiculous.
3: In Louisiana, the House approved a decriminalization bill, which is now heading to Senate. They have a medical program, but if you aren't a medical patient and you get caught with weed, you could currently face jail time. So House Bill 652 would reduce the penalty for possession up to 14 grams to a $100 fine. And uh, although there's no jail time, they'll still be classified as misdemeanors. If the Senate approves it without any amendments being made or asked for, it will head to the governor's desk. So they're also, I didn't know this, but their medical program doesn't allow for smokable (laughs) flour or vaping. Hmm. Um, so there's another house bill scheduled for, it was actually on the schedule for Senate floor debate today that would allow flour and vape products to be sold. And, uh, I think it would raise the amount you can buy in a 14, 14 day period to two and a half ounces. Woo! I don't know. It's just. It's...
2: it's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after
3: all. It's a step.
4: All of this ant fucking the numbers, dude. I
3: know. Just uh, no. instead of uh, two ounces uh, for every two weeks, you can do it with half ounces per every two weeks. Can we please just treat weed like tomatoes here? You know, I just
4: buy whatever I fucking need and you fuck off.
3: Exactly. I'm not gonna OD smoking weed.
4: <laughs> and shit, you're probably not buying two and a half ounces every two weeks necessarily, but who cares if you are?
3: Yeah. Just a. Leave, I mean, Jesus. Leave room for the black market, you know. I know with all these,
4: yeah, all of these little things, that's hmm. all it does is keep that
3: hmm. It's almost like underground alive. Maybe they have some investments made in the underground. <laughs> I
4: don't even like thinking about that type of shit.
3: Well, there is some good news. Some good news to good get your news, thoughts on. Right. In Arizona, lawmakers rejected a house bill that would have banned weed billboards or sponsorship from cannabis companies for events. Ugh. It's like you look at sports, alcohol, yep. beer. You and then now you're going to say, "Oh, well, weed companies can't advertise or sponsor these events." <laughs> Just crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but that didn't pass. Thank nice. goodness. So, that's some good news. Uh, our neighbors in Kansas have run out of time for their medical bill. Mm. It was a it was a good Good little uh, conversation starter, though. Yeah. You know, that was a terrible bill. So (laughs) I'm kind of happy for you that it didn't go anywhere because, boy, oh, boy, you don't want to start off that narrow. Uh, South Carolina also has run out of time. um, But Texas has a chance to expand their uh, alleged medical bill. Right. It's a compassionate care program, which currently allows 0.5% 0.5% THC, like CBD, uh, for patients. And uh, this would raise the cap to a whopping 5% THC allowed wow. if it passes.
7: I am really high.
3: And it also adds chronic pain, cancer, and PTSD to the qualifying conditions. So, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> your your 4,000 person program will maybe get 10,000 more people involved.
4: Yeah, that's a. That's like a tiptoe and a fart in the right direction. Yeah. Maybe.
3: Maybe. But Greece, the Greek parliament went ahead and voted in favor to legalize the cultivation and sale of medical weed last Friday. All right. Uh, You won't believe the vote numbers. Um, 158 votes for and 33 against.
4: Oh, man. Of course. Of course it was in there.
3: Exactly. But... Hopefully we also got in some voicemails for oh, our yeah. first
4: time I ever this week. Boy, we have some stacked up in here for sure. Oh, cool. Um, kicking off and just a reminder, the first time I ever topic this week is first time I ever left the state that I was born in. Uh and here's our first caller.
6: Hit
0: it. Oh yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you. I Ooh. most definitely, <laughs> definitely hit it. <laughs> So I'm, I'm feeling unbelievably overjoyed to call you because I was chickening out pretty hardcore. Uh-oh. I'm warning you. Buckle, this is Buckle, 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 Buckle. a little off the rails. Off the rails. Bear, bear with me, please. Okay. So, I am
2: fucking high. So
0: high. Wow. Yeah, can't I am it. really high. But um, it's fun to do that and not give a fuck under the wonderful enveloping umbrella and inside the cloud the can of, the can of cloud. The canna cloud. That's right. The canna cloud. You're in a cloud, <sighs> silver lined, cloud nine that's can of initiated. Making <laughs> <laughs> no sense. I don't even know if you're gonna like this voicemail. I I really debated on it, I was like, I don't even think they, they will find this shit funny because they had something to share. It was probably only funny to me <laughs> when I am super high and yeah. Don't you love that though? When you are fucking tripping balls <laughs> flying super high and you know that what you're finding hilarious means nothing or has no comedic value whatsoever. <laughs> to other people <laughs> you think it's so hilarious you just want to share it with all the right special people and oh lucky you you're those special people yeah. thank you yeah. I uh-huh. anyway, love well, not enough there's never enough for me to babble on <laughs> three <laughs> minutes is a lot it's a lot to give a person especially when they're tripping
2: balls what?
0: um they had a great goddamn entirely. time so yeah, you know, what I ended up thinking about was how grateful I am because I was saying all this out loud before I called, like you just happen to be those very special people who encourage, you know, our our greatest freedom of expression. And I'm about to go out. I really love you for that. I'm so grateful. <laughs> just try not to call back. Oh
2: God.
4: <laughs> uh...
0: This is going to be hard. That was a
3: hard. Big Man. Poopsicles.
4: Okay, who's taking bets?
3: I hope she calls thank back. You. Thank you.
4: Thank you, thank you.
3: Okay,
0: okay, look, this is not going to be a voicemail dump, I promise. Okay. I promise. Okay. And I, I managed to wane in some of the goofy shit that would not, probably would not make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> But, do uh, you know everybody's laughing at this right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a cheeker. Um, oh, man. Stoner, thank you. I, I identify with fucking stoner in love. Stoner in love. I'm a stoner in love. Uh, anyway, I, I wanted to share this one interesting fact that actually really is relevant to um, a theme here on bowl after bowl and that is that when I looked down at the time on my phone for the last decision <laughs> yay for you another strike 33 strikes again it was exactly 4.33am so and that's also 13 minutes exactly past 4.20 yes nice. come on that's pretty interesting don't you think Yeah, 13. <laughs> Hell
2: yeah. For...
4: 4.20 and 13
0: so we're actually rad people so, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, no, well, that's a, that's you know, a that's sign, like, uh, <laughs> that's a sign that they're not going to laugh again. me off and tell me never to call again and stop being a weirdo.
3: Oh, please. Um, never. Because I can't
0: <laughs> stop being a weirdo and a geekazoid and a goober.
4: Yeah, we are similarly afflicted. And a goonie.
0: Thank you very much. Yes. Goonies never say die. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yay for thirty three, right? Look at look at what it brought you. <laughs> okay, anyway, so um, I'll, maybe I'll save that silly thing for another time. It's oh, just about a song, the way a song sounds. Oh, uh. um, that's your Spencer, fucking tunneled an earworm back into my head. So, um, thank you for everything. Yeah, you guys really have the best, and that's that's why I felt like I could call in. Yeah. Be my bizarre self
6: That's No right. matter
0: what anybody thinks I mean, you're so kind And fucking rad As fuck And just very cool Tutorinos
4: <laughs> Thanks, here's your <laughs>
0: Totally Totally, totally. Yeah. I'm saying that in Spicoli fashion <laughs> Not um, Bill and Ted, although they're pretty cool Spicoli just in Tasty ways, man
6: 69! 69, dudes!
4: Yeah.
3: Tasty voicemails.
4: Tasty. That's what is beautiful, man. We're not expecting you to be anybody or not. Look cool in front of everybody. I don't want to get that impression either. I ain't nobody but a dude in his basement. Sitting around. Telling you what I go through. In my own little perspective. I can't pretend like uh, I know yours. I can only try to relate, but... We're here for everybody, you know?
2: I just want to say I'm not afraid.
4: That's why I brought up uh, the Carolyn stuff. Because uh, it's not, you know? We're not going to just... We don't have to be silenced just because everybody's giving us glares and telling us to shut the fuck up, keep quiet, and play along, you know? You can do it your own way. That's the beauty of it all. You can do it your own way. Lord knows this next caller's always been doing it his own way.
10: Okay, I don't remember the first time I left um the, uh, I guess, the state that I was born in uh, when, uh, because the first time I did that, I was probably two or something, and and I vaguely remember some photos of me in Colorado, and I was not born in Colorado, I was born in California. So, um uh, first time I remember leaving the state was, I think we went up to Oregon, uh, and I was three. That was actually the first, that was actually where I saw Star Wars in the theater. I was about three years old. So... um yeah, and I, I did my share uh, growing up, I'd say my yeah, my um you know, my parents were divorced, so um and then at some point my mom moved to Hawaii. So yeah, I I did spend some time on airplanes as a as a child and have consequently spent a lot of time on airplanes as an adult just from work, but although the last uh, you know, year and a half or so, yeah, there's been no travel because COVID nineteen eighty four, et cetera, et cetera and i don't know when that's going to change uh, there doesn't seem to be any hurry in getting back to the office as it were um yeah. at least that's from what uh, at least that's the way my uh my day job is approaching it and you know there's nothing wrong with that i think it, it's, it's funny because i've been working from home for 25 years and so when this all came up i was like okay well i've been training for this my whole life so for me yeah there was some changes in the not traveling and stuff but the but all of the Um, but yeah, just working from home. I mean, it it was so new for so many people, Mm -hmm. um, it was an adjustment and companies realized they could do it and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just, I just kind of think there's, uh, um, I wouldn't mind traveling again and, uh, you know, and I wouldn't mind, um, I don't know. Actually, it's funny. I think I remember traveling as a kid, even within the state of California and California is a huge state, right? So you can, you can drive, you know, it it can take you hours to drive from one end to the other. Um, you know, so, and the first time I've did a long drive like that myself, I guess, was when I moved out of California. Um, uh, we were, you know, driving up and moving then. So, yeah, I've, so I moved around quite a bit, I guess. Um, so it's, a, uh, I I guess it's a state of being and it's kind of weird being home, but I'm also kind of okay with it right now. It's, uh, you know, I guess that means I'm dealing with less, uh, you know, less of the masking, social distancing, you know, confusion that's going on. So, I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> bullshit <laughs> bugety, bugety,
11: bugety, amen.
4: <laughs> the transcript ends with i don't know jack shit but shit is spelled s c h i t t
3: that's a good one
4: great call phone boy yeah there's this uh there's a lot of places where the states are you know quite near one another or maybe live close cuz it's like yeah north to south california is it takes you ages but if you're in Southern California and going to Nevada, you can do that. You know, just in a just a little hop away.
3: And then uh, the Northeast, where I'm from, yeah, oh, it's just a,
4: then you're just, just going to skip. going <laughs> to the skip grocery step. store in like two states over. Yeah, <laughs> just about. Well, here's another guy, two states over.
12: The first time I ever left the state that I was born in, I was young. I was a uh, single digits age, I don't remember exactly, maybe nine, but uh, it was also the first time I ever went to a foreign country, uh, which was Mexico. Mm, doesn't really count, though, so we were in South Texas, and uh, we might as well annex Mexico anyway, make yeah. it part of the U.S., add a few more stars to the flag. That's neither here nor there. Uh, we just went down to Matamoros to, um, you know, do some touristy things, came back with some sombreros and spanish guitars and maracas and such things like that and um had a good time and uh even as a young kid you know we'd drive up to uh illinois or indiana to see see relatives so uh yeah that happened um early on when i was a kid and um i'd love traveling and seeing different places the u.s is full of awesome places and uh we should See as many of them as we can before they make electric cars mandatory and (laughs) try to tether us to our hometowns. Right. Fuckers. Not you guys, though. I love you guys. You're beautiful people. And uh, you make me feel good inside. Thank you. I love you. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Spark one up. Oh, but also... Oh,
3: yes! Stick Sling. Oh, he
4: buried that stick right back in there at... You'll never guess it. The 133 mark. Nice. Hit 133 on the voicemail. That's slick. You should, like, win something if you, like, just managed to do that.
3: Slick stick. Slick stick. Slickity stick.
4: Here's another slick voicemail.
3: Hey, good
0: evening in the bowl, in the bowl. In the bowl. This is a lucid quirk this time. Oh. Yes. Aren't you relieved? <laughs> <laughs> so it is a beautiful token Tuesday, I hope for you as well. And I just had to call and clarify what all of that (laughs) madness was about when I was
4: high as fuck. You teased it so hard. I was like, "You
0: rambling on about random." I
4: was like, "What's the thing?" Seemingly
0: funny shit. So that was really about Spencer getting the uh, Timberland track. The way I are
6: back into my
0: fucking earworm hole. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for that, Sir Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's really, actually a pretty cool song. But if you Makes think you move about it, right, I for was, sure. obviously, thinking it was fucking hilarious, <laughs> the way the Timbaland sounds when he's kind of calling out or attempting to say yeah. And <laughs> he, he's kind of tartan. Kind of <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: he sort of sounds like he's having... Picks. or at the time i thought that sounds like a bird like a really crazy bird in another dimension mm. i'm mm. sorry for all that <laughs> i'm sure that i have thoroughly humiliated and scarred my own record <laughs> oh fuck yeah it. just fuck it i i don't know i just thought
6: no one
4: will ever talk to Kirkass again time.
0: I'll try not to do that in the future. Oh, you're alright. So much. I'm stream myself. Yeah. But you make it so
4: easy. That's what happens, yeah, wild when you.
0: Share. No so Yeah.
4: Oh. Collar's going through a tunnel there. Uh oh. Um, I'm trying to turn it up a bit. Really I'm tired. Dang, uh-huh. Collar. does not start.
6: Beforehand,
0: I hope you really enjoy Here. I hope you really enjoy that, uh, that full Super moon eclipse Super because it's close to earth And uh, it will look amazing That it should take place at
4: 620am Around 620am Oh yeah She's anyway. talking about the eclipse All right, Enjoy
3: and good night. Guys. In
4: the bowl In the bowl
3: In the bowl
4: In the bowl. Ooh, and, uh, you had some interference with the signal at the end of that, but uh, yeah, she' was saying talking about the flower blood moon, right, And the eclipse it's coming up overnight. I think she said six ten a m yeah, so it happens, man, with the energies they're <laughs> warping around, get the transmission kind of fuzzy sometimes, but we appreciate you, appreciate you corcas, and uh another one.
2: The first time I left my state. Of being, <laughs> I, I saw a guy walking towards me, he turned, he evolved into a monkey, and I was in a, I was in a much different state, much more beautiful, colorful state, and I think I was time traveling too, it was a different state, and it was, it was beautiful, I recommend it. Love you guys.
4: Love you, Carolyn. Love you. Yeah, that's the state. That is definitely the state. That's a great
2: time. Oh! Oh, you mean state like not... Okay, okay. Because, oh, okay. Well, I was born in a province. uh, And uh, the first time I left the province, I I went to... uh, where, where did we go, we went to Halifax, Nova Scotia, and we went to uh, Prince Edward Island. And at the time, they we we had to actually take our car and put it on a boat. It was a ferry ride from because it's because it's an island, Prince Edward Island, and then and then anyway, uh, you get to have uh, lobster and, lo- and and seafood, lobster. oh um, yeah. Else maybe have lobster. <laughs> <laughs> and um sometimes you can get fish and chips. <laughs> but you can also get lobster. Love you guys.
4: Love you, Carolyn. Love you. That's where I go for lobster. Every time in an island. That's good stuff. No, that's that's a great point. Uh if you didn't leave your state. You weren't born in a state, you were born in a province.
3: Ah, semantics. We Geography, have to be, we have to be
4: inclusive of our Canadian audience. Man. I'm
3: sorry, <laughs> we're all North Americans here,
1: man. We're all North Americans, state or province.
4: Yes, no, that was a beautiful one, Lauren. When do you think the first time you ever left the state you were born in?
3: I've only seen pictures. Oh, yeah, I uh, I don't know where it went, but it was a cruise. What it was a Disney cruise. There's like pictures of me. I'm like 18 months old. Oh, wow. I'm on Disney cruise, with my great grandparents. No recollection of that. But the first time I ever. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Oh, I never got to go on a cruise <laughs> when I remembered it.
4: Yeah, that, that kind of sucks. And but. now,
3: I, at this point, I'm not that. I'm not super interested in cruises, honestly. I don't know. Being. You know, me and water and being stranded out on a boat, just floating around in the middle of the ocean, was just, uh, not really my thing. <laughs> yeah,
4: well, hard to blame you.
3: But the first time I remember leaving the state of Massachusetts where I was born, I guess it was to go down to Connecticut to see my grandparents and stay with them for a while. And I do, I remember that because they had a cat, and it was my first cat interaction in which I found I was horribly allergic to cats. (laughs) But I just wanted to play with the cats so bad, you know. I think I was about three. This is just, no, not quite three, because I was barely walking. So shoot, oh, oh, this might have beat the the cruise. This might be like somewhere between 12 and 15 months. I don't know why I have memories of it then. you got
4: some early-ass memories there.
3: Well, here's here's the kicker. This is the reason why I remember this trip. Because <laughs> I traumatized my entire family. Oh, God. They had one of those jumpers on wheels, like a little wheelie cart that you stick the baby in. It's got a seat, and then they can, like, bounce up and down and build up their leg strength. Mm-hmm. It's got toys all around it. Uh, this one specifically had, like, the blocks that are on wires that you see in waiting rooms yeah. and such. And so, and but it was on wheels, so I could move about the house. sure. They took it outside to talk to someone in their driveway and they placed me in the driveway in this jumper cart thing and their driveway was a hill. Oh, Jesus. So I made a conscious decision that it would be super fun to just slide the thing down the hill, just roll off down the hill. So I just pushed off with my little legs and started rolling. That sucker went flying my grandma came running after me and grabbed me at the last minute because the road that their driveway went spilled out on was high traffic. <laughs> so she, uh, she's convinced she saved my life. She probably did. Uh, and yeah, I traumatized my whole everyone that was there. That day. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them on
4: their toes, man.
3: Yeah. Um, but man, I remember it was a real fun time flying on that hill. Yeah, and that, that, that little roller jumper.
4: I would do it. They should make bigger ones. They don't? like for like adults, you know.
3: I know, but remember you bartended like an adult kids day? I'm surprised they didn't have little oh. <laughs> roller jumpers there.
4: Yeah, well, they had I think uh, adult big wheels or something. Yeah. Big tricycles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This uh next voicemail just rode in on a big tricycle in fact.
8: Hello bowlers. Um hello. My fan is running in the background. So or no, I'm uh Presently on the International Space Station, that's my oxygen unit you currently hear, because I like fresh air, motherfucker.
4: Yeah, I can get behind that.
8: uh, The first time I left uh, my state, uh, I was four years old. We went to to, um, San Diego to visit relatives that lived there. Um, Went to uh, San Diego Zoo, SeaWorld. Um, We did not go to... Disneyland that time, I can't remember exactly why. We did do a bunch of other stuff. I know we we went to um, Tijuana.
4: TJ. Yeah.
8: And, uh, I don't really physically remember this whole story. It was recanted to me later, but uh, we went down to Tijuana. And you go down there and, you know, buy clothes and stuff are really cheap. It's probably like knockoffs or whatever. Some of it was real. Some of it was knockoffs offs but you uh, went there often. You knew the places to go. But, um... Went down there, and my grandfather, who was always a shop person, he worked for Chrysler in the machine shop for a lot of years, uh, he constantly wore the shop pants that had the like front pockets that went almost down to your kneecap, and that was so you could fit like a full-size wrench in your front pocket. Oh,
4: that makes sense, yeah.
8: And uh, anyways, um, excuse me, I'm a little bit burpy. But, um, little burpy. Anyways, uh, when we got down there, my dad the him when we got out of the car told them, hey, put your wallet in your front pocket, you know, because there's a lot of thick pockets down here. So uh, we oh, went yeah. about shopping. And uh, at one point, uh, I remember hearing my, my, I remember this part that my dad yelling and stuff, and he was, let go of it, you <laughs> son of a bitch, let go of it.
4: Oh, no. Anyway,
8: the guy had gotten his hand all the way down my grandfather's pocket, front <laughs> pocket all the way, and had a hold of his wallet and was ready to slide it out. My dad saw him. And grabbed the guy's arm and the guy like when my dad grabbed his arm he pulled his hand out of my own my grandfather's pocket and had the wallet my dad continued to yell at him and uh the guy dropped the wallet and took off running and uh my dad told me later that there was a Federality like standing right there like a cop just standing there just like ignored it and, like looked the other way and kept walking yeah so,
4: sounds bad. but
8: right. uh yeah, so tonight I went out to do uh, some laundry. I wanted to wash uh, a couple sleeping bags that I got in case I go up north this weekend. Um, so, anyway, uh, the sleeping bags is, as I'm washing them, kind of wait for them at the laundromat. There's a
4: whoa! Hit the wall, the voicemail wall.
8: Sorry, I ran out of quarters as expensive to call from the International Space Station. Oh, you're wrecking right that right in the background for my art.
4: Yeah.
6: So,
8: but anyways... <laughs> um. I went to do laundry tonight and did, uh, washed a couple sleeping bags and, uh, in the giant, uh, wash machine at the laundry mat. Anyways, I'll, uh, older lady in there, I don't probably 60s at least. And, uh, I was probably like the last one in there because I was, uh, drying the, the, uh, sleeping bags and pulled stuff out. And she started talking and, uh, this lady was like full on, uh, well, versed in everything QAnon. Oh, boy. So, um, I just let them kind of go. Uh, yeah, those does can I, go for a year, but quite a long the time. The weirdest thing that you brought up is that supposedly, uh, part of that is that, uh, Hillary Clinton was hung like last week or something around <laughs> in Guantanamo Bay. Is what yeah, they okay. Uh, Nice. And that she had some sort of disease from eating children, so.
4: Yeah, that sounds uh, completely accurate and (laughs) believable.
8: My smart ass said, well, that sounds totally
4: plausible. (laughs) (laughs) Excitable. Oh, Ned Ned said the same shit. Yeah, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Hillary Clinton was hung in Guantanamo Bay last week, and no one has jerked off. (laughs) Give me a break, man. No, we would know. We would know, man. We would just know, man. There would be weeping and gnashing of teeth and such. Um.
3: And new murals.
8: Sorry for so many calls, guys. Oh,
4: how could you?
8: I'm back in the space, space <laughs> station again. Can you hear the band? Probably. I don't know. Whatever. But uh, you got me fired up. Woo! Uh, talking about uh Carolyn going off. Oh, uh, yeah. About yep. all the bullshit. Uh, yep. Our stupid-ass governor... Uh, last weekend got caught, pictures of her out with, like, a group of, like, nine people that were all from different fucking households, and it's all the sa- same bullshit that she, she keeps getting caught for shit. It's bullshit, man. That fucking she's got all bullshit, these man. ass fucking rules for. Yep. And every time she gets caught, uh, the one reporter here, Charlie Ladoff, which, God bless his fucking soul, because this guy's, like, delved into everything, I think he's pretty much close to, like, the last true fucking journalist that we have in uh detroit and uh i think close to like the last true fucking journalist in all of the u.s because he's he's went after he caught her going down to florida he caught
10: her
6: nice. uh
8: administration people in her administration traveling when they were telling everybody not to all on back too while she's fucking pushing vaccines on us all yeah but uh this past weekend, she got caught uh, in a bar, hanging out at a bar, restaurant, fucking place with mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of people. And there were pictures taken there and posted to social media, which then the person like deleted instantly. And then uh, she, uh, she comes out with this, well, we all make mistakes,
6: uh-huh.
4: fucking bullshit. Kiss my ass. And
8: then the stupid ass, uh, excuse my language, but I mean, she's <laughs> the antithesis of the word fucking cunt. And the stupid cunt comes out on Monday and says that, oh, well, that's all okay. That's not part of the rules anymore. We're just going to rescind that, that you can get together in groups like that indoors. And so, yeah. What the fuck? uh, I'm pretty much the same fucking frustration that Carolyn has that uh, I know it's worse up in Canada, but same fucking amount of irritated just bullshit going on here that I'm so fucking sick and tired of. In the bowl.
4: In the bowl. They're fucking full of shit. That's a problem, man. And you know, Michigan's been under some real bullshit under that mayor, that ghoul you guys have for a Mm. a mayor. Fuck, fucking governor. That ghoul of a governor y'all have, man. It's like, (laughs) yeah. You can just see the tyranny. You can hear it when she talks. She's like a like a stepford wife type uh, robot lady, man. Creepy. Get that bitch out of there. Somebody else come do that. Fuck. Come on, Michigan.
11: Howdy ho, bowlers. Howdy ho, boobs. Uh, for the first time I was ever out of the state. It's kind of split. Gut instinct tells me it was to return to the homeland.
4: Whoops. God damn it. How did I lose That's
11: it? West by God, Virginia. Probably to visit grandparents as a wee baby, a tiny, fleshy-sized version of me. that was very bad at walking and talking. <laughs> The second one, which was a little more interesting, I have no recollection of this, and this is all, I guess, just secondhand information at this point. Once upon a time, when I, this was before I turned one, my uh, bio mama was like, hey, I'm going to take you on a trip. And I think she took me up to New Hampshire. But the problem was, she didn't tell my dad. So she was gone for like the better part of a year. And there was like PIs involved and it was just the whole fucking like chip show. Oh, man. Uh, after that, it was probably North Carolina would be the first time I remember really being like outside in a new place. So, in the bowl.
4: In the
3: bowl. <laughs> in the bowl.
4: There's some beautiful places out there, man. Beautiful states. The Carolinas. And, man, winding through Virginia and West Virginia was really fun when we took that trip. Hell yeah. Man, the first time I ever went out of the state, I probably don't remember because it would have been. It would have been Kansas, you know.
3: Oh, okay, sure.
4: Because I was born uh, just north of the river in North Kansas City, but grew up in Liberty, but my dad worked in the city. So surely it was over in Kansas. But the first time I really remember, remember, was when we went to Massachusetts. And so then, you know, we hit a bunch of states on the way because we drove and we made all the cool stops that you would, like St. Louis, Indianapolis, Gettysburg, Hershey, lots of different places on the way out there. And then my folks had family out in... In Massachusetts, and then I think the North Shore area—I want to say—but
3: both sides or just your mom's side?
4: Just my mom's side.
3: That's so weird, your Massachusetts connection.
4: I know. Yeah, the first time I was there was f- I was five years old, so
3: hmm. I would been
4: like a bit on the hand by a spider.
3: Oh and, uh, no way! You always get bit by something or stung when you go visit Mass, mm-hmm.
4: even from the Ooh, very first time. That's creepy. A bit on the finger by a spider. Yeah. <laughs> Discovered Sega Genesis and Decap Attack, specifically. Oh. And, um, yeah, it was a good trip.
3: That's cool. This
4: next bowler had a good trip. Hey, bowlers. It's Circus Media. Hey. Calling at you
5: from the middle of the great state of Montana, Lewistown, that is the exact center.
4: Wow, nice. Calling
5: for the first time I ever left the state I was born in. Wish I could say I remember it, but uh, I was about eight or nine months old. Moved out of Washington with my folks. Uh, My dad was there working for Boeing after having graduated from Montana State University and moved back to Bozeman. Because fuck Boeing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I've had a lot of friends go to that school, uh, go to that company rather, uh, after school. Yeah. It is. Not a great place of employment, a stepping stone onto bigger and better things. Nice. Anyhow, that was the first time I moved out of the state I was born in, Washington, home state of Montana. And I'll turn it back over to you,
4: Bowlers. In the bowl. Very nice. The transcription came out with. Uh, uh, I was about eight or nine month old. <laughs> moved out of Washington with mom jokes. <laughs> it's so funny. There's so many dad jokes, but I never heard of mom jokes. Mm. Are moms just not funny? It mm. just occurred to me. Are they trying to say moms aren't funny? You, mm, uh, I
3: don't know. Some, some <laughs> I don't have it.
4: There's some funny moms out there. Oh, bro. for
3: sure. I saw a funny mom today.
4: You're a pretty funny mom.
3: Bribing her kids with money.
4: <laughs> oh, man, that was funny.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, oh, we had a follow-up. Hey bowlers, circus media again. Hey,
5: now that I've made my stumble back from the bar to my hotel room, I got to thinking about, you know, the first time I ever left the state that I was born in. And well, I wasn't born in Montana. It is certainly my home. Yeah. And the first time I remember having left it, we were visiting California where my dad was working as a contractor after having left Boeing and, uh, I remember we had went to Disneyland. Uh, I presume I had a good time. I really don't remember much about Disneyland. Uh, I do remember, though, that I got an Aladdin sword, which made noise oh, yeah. when you hit stuff with it. I see So noise. naturally, uh, I was driving my parents up the wall, <laughs> but I was having a great time. And uh, I remember uh, going at it in the hotel room with my sword. And, uh, and then it was time for bed, and I went to sleep, and I was a little uncomfortable, I think, I remember, but I don't know. I was like three, so what did I know? Went to <laughs> sleep. Um, I guess I woke up screaming in the middle of the night. Um, parents found that I had a rash covering my entire body. It oh.
6: uh,
5: turns out I'm allergic to boron, uh, the active ingredient in a laundry detergent called borax believe that's right.
4: Borax, yeah. Um,
5: so they had to take me to the ER in the middle of the night. Uh, we were staying in a cheap motel right by the interstate, and the hospital was right on the other side of the interstate, um, getting this all secondhand years later from my parents. But yeah. uh, it took us about uh, 35 to 40 minutes to get from one side of that interstate to the other to the hospital. Damn. Oh. And once we got there, I do remember this. Um, they took me back into the ER and I was having an allergic reaction, obviously. And so I had to get a shot and they put me down on a gurney and took my pants down and gave me a shot in the tissue. And, uh, Ouch. after that, uh, got a lollipop. Nice. Don't really remember much. Just ended up going back to the hotel room and things worked out. So gave my parents a, a nice scare while on vacation and, Found out I was allergic
4: to boron. Uh, That's all I got for you, bowlers. And the bowl. Discovery of allergies is is never fun, man. (laughs) Because that first mm -hmm. time, you just don't know. And you're, like, probably fully exposed. And it's just like, oh, good.
3: Not good.
4: Not good, man. Not good. I love that I'm uh, getting a lot more... uh...
3: Text? Text to the bowl on?
4: Well, there's some text. I'm just getting a lot more narrative style from the bowlers on these. It's pretty pretty fun oh we did get a dick pic in the in the text oh yeah you can see beautiful uh, uh first time in another state first time in another state says this uh dick pic sender has to be either up to custer south dakota or the zoo in kc hey
3: Hi. how
4: you doing i uh, had to be around four or five that's the one thing i keep hearing in, in with bowlers too is there several people mentioned disneyland disney world I guess that's the one thing Disney theme parks are getting people out of their home state. Hmm. You could say that for them. Um. Oh, Corkass asks if Lorian would like to see some beautiful post storm cemetery shots she took. Wanted to share them. That oh, sound you know it. Fabulous. Slide them in here or the email or wherever.
3: Post them in the chat in the bowl.
4: Wherever you like.
3: Yeah, I want to see them.
4: They're like, yes, absolutely. And uh, Phoenix sent me an article. Oh, I need to read. Need to read that article. Put it in the uh put it in the scoop.
3: Making a note for you.
4: I will dive and discuss. Hope all's well with you. Lorian and you as well, Spencer. Blessed be. Thank you, Phoenix. Yeah, we just uh we're just hanging out
3: waiting for the little man John <laughs> to show up.
4: But uh until then. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.
3: Hell yeah. Phoenix seemed pretty sure he's gonna arrive May twenty eighth.
4: She seems sure. Now Lavis was certain that he was gonna see Lavish is pulling him to the 29th. Yeah birthday buddies day. either way man late may gemini's are all right in my book
3: it's just those cusps you gotta look out for never had a, <laughs> i'm just kidding
4: want <laughs> i had a problem with. same with carolyn late may gemini's heck yeah rocking it
3: love them well i got some bad news for you Uh-oh. to start things off
4: no say it ain't so
3: the amf pro pro bowl lanes in finnegan's hall in north kc Closed its doors suddenly this week.
4: Oh, you gotta be kidding me, man.
3: Unfortunately, I am not. This is not a mom joke.
4: That was the best uh, AMF in the area, as far as I know.
3: That's how it seemed. And, uh, yeah, employees showed up and there was a sign taped on the door that just said closed.
4: What the fuck? And
3: apparently it switched hands. There's a new owner. The new owner was tracked down by the media, but they won't say what's happening with the property. Huh. Um, The equipment has been removed, but of course it's... Whoa,
4: I wonder what's happening with the equipment.
3: They said that they're repurposing it in other lanes, like selling it to other bowling alleys, or donating it to churches.
4: Ooh, we gotta start a church. <laughs> church <laughs> yeah. of the Bowl.
3: Church of the Bowl. See Church indeed. of the Bowl. You gotta do that dudeism. thing throw your PhD you out You roll there. your way
4: to Nirvana.
3: Um, So the speculation... This makes me sick. The speculation is that they're turning the site into apartment buildings.
4: Oh, if that happens, that's going to be outrageous.
3: They're already removing the equipment for the bowling alley. But I didn't know they had miniature golf and go-karts there, too.
4: I didn't actually know that either.
3: Like, you bought a Wonderland... And then you're going to ch- turn it into an apartment complex.
4: Buh. If they're not <sighs> saying anything, it can't be good, dude.
3: I know. That's how I feel. And I guess that the previous owner, Mickey Finn, he started Snake Saturday. Huh. I didn't know that, and that's why the gold buffet was held at Finnegan's Hall. Damn. It was his place. His that's party.
4: That's man.
3: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I was bummed.
4: What a, what, a, what a place to lose. Goodness gracious.
3: You ever, uh.
4: It's my own fault for not going rolling in so long, man.
3: I know. That's why you I gotta just...
4: support the things you love, man. <laughs> support the things you love. Like Curry says, like the value for value, you know? Exactly. Like the, the restaurants that he loves that will close, and you're like, well, you haven't been there for ages. I mean, that was the last bowling alley I was at, but it was
3: <laughs> ages ago.
4: Probably two and a half, three years ago.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Was it scene on just a baby then? Or was she not even born? I was pregnant. I think you were pregnant with her. I was pregnant with a Cena. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I know. And they had the stained glass windows mm-hmm. with the, uh...
4: And so many lanes. There were just... Mm-hmm. It went on forever. Yeah. there was, like, 36 lanes or something in there. It was ridiculous.
3: If only I had known, they were trying to sell their bowling alley. Man. <laughs> I they did it, it all
4: <laughs> quiet. That's a test
3: too oh. bad, man. Here's I one. know. Oh, i going to sip a brandy for that one. Yeah. Rest in peace, Finnegan's Hall. And rest in peace, Sky Slide <coughs> and Sky Space in Los Angeles. Oh. The public observation deck and slide is being removed with a renovation. Aww, oh, I like getting rid of all the cool stuff, man. Well, they probably saw that glass bridge go down in China and were just like, eh, you know, <laughs> it was a good run. Came and opened up in 2016, five years, uh, and it closed before the pandemic. So it hasn't been operating for a while, Jeez. but yeah, uh, this slide was a thousand feet above the ground, uh, with a 45 foot long see-through enclosure made of one and a quarter inch thick glass. And if you wanted, if you slid down it, you went from the 70th floor to the 69th floor. Nice. <laughs> Sliding down to 69.
4: That's awesome.
3: But it's gone. <laughs> Once again. Uh, Man, oh.
4: I didn't even know about it until they l- took it away from us. I know. I would have gone and tried that. It's like gone
3: the, to LA just for the sky slide. <laughs> I, don't, I can't
4: think of another reason to go to LA off the top of my head. But yeah. Play the poop maps. Remember we did that uh, slide down the mountain? thing in golden yes right before it got taken out
3: shame me for it again
4: <laughs> you going like kitty speeds on the I adult just track
3: drank that whole root beer <laughs> i don't know the can i like, infused root beer deliciousness wow. i am really high i thought i was flying down the side of that mountain okay oh, i had a great time <laughs> everyone behind you wanted
4: to smack you <laughs>
3: everyone yes yes
4: and then they were all looking at me like, get your woman. I'm like,
3: dude, what the fuck? I didn't even know she was
4: back there, man. I was like cruising on down, you know,
3: woo. I was cruising at my own speed. And then I get
4: to the bottom and I turn around and I look up and Lorraine is just fucking crawling along with like five people behind her. <laughs> oh no. Oh my God.
3: I hate to think about it. If you were one of those Cause like, five people. Bro, like-
4: we waste our money because of
3: this girl. Oh, they probably let him ride again.
4: I don't know, maybe.
3: Yeah, come on. I, t- I started off, I was like, should I go on the kitty side? <laughs> Do you remember that if conversation? If you have to ask. So I should have made,
4: fr- made you go in front of me. And then oh, I could have been like, go, 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 go.
3: Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. I just
4: had no idea. I was just like cruising, you know? Because once for I time. had a little bit of a gap between you and me.
3: <laughs> next time we mix edibles and thrills, <laughs> <laughs> just put me in front. Just yeah, push me down the slide. <laughs> get you into
4: something that you don't have to drive. <laughs> Control the speed of.
3: Oh. That's the problem, yeah. If it was just like a sack, like a sack, you know, when you ride like a potato sack or coffee sack down a slide? Yeah. You're not in control, but it was that lever mechanism. And, you know, my hand-eye coordination is pretty (laughs) awful. So I'm looking around at the sights. I'm like hoping I see a jackalope or something. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at all the nature. We had heard stories about, like, de- moose jumping over people doing the slides. Remember that? Oh, yeah. So I was looking at I was just enjoying myself. Oh, my goodness. And I had no self-awareness. And for that, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this... Uh, I don't have a mom joke to slide in here, but... <laughs> a 76-year-old Harris, Missouri woman died after being attacked by a cow...
4: Holy cow.
3: Yes. She was out with her husband trying to put an ear tag on a newborn calf when the mother cow knocked her to the ground and stepped on her head. Oof. And she was pronounced dead at the scene. Crunch. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it. I just hadn't thought about a cow attacking at all. And, you know, baby with the mom, it makes sense. Yeah, um, you get but, sick
4: of those ear tags probably after a while.
3: Oh, I bet. Immediately. It's like, you know, that's not fun. No. But, you know, just, it's also like don't mess with someone's baby. Yeah. Mostly, like, now I'm thinking, like, man, if I ever have cows and I got to ear tag them, I got to separate those moms from the babies before I go after a little calf.
6: hmm
3: I hadn't thought about it. This poor lady had probably done it a bunch of times before. Yeah. And it was still just an odd exception, but, oh. In 76, you might not have a chance.
4: Right, yeah, you might not be able to smack back, as they say.
3: Yeah, so I saw the headline. I was hoping for something funny, and then I just felt bad. Like, I was hoping for someone, like, messing with cows, you know? Like, cow tipping or something, and then one came up and... Yeah. N- they don't seem to care too. Them. No, <laughs> no. hell of a
4: much about that, to be honest.
3: But, nope. There's a lady trying to run her farm. There's a warning here in the city Uh about a man driving around exposing himself between Loose Park and 75th Street. Oh, no. Mm -hmm.
4: Do you like the guy on our neighbor's uh, light switch?
3: Yes, he's exactly like that. Heavy-set, older man driving an older gray Honda Accord. Uh, it says that the driver's side of the fender is darker colored than the passenger side. So that's pretty specific. <laughs> nice. If you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they're like, call the tips outline if you see this guy. And I was like, man, I'll just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. That's his prerogative. <laughs>
4: old man. He's such like uh, old man running around showing wiener. It's so weird.
3: I don't know. Kit, you know, it's like. When I was a little kid, I used to flash my family. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> I mean, like, under four. Right. And I was just like, hey, look at me. And then I just, you know, opened my towel or just took my shirt So It's just funny. It's stupid. <laughs> it's just a body. Yeah. If he was grabbing people and rubbing against them and pulling them into his car or something, I'd understand. That would actually be a public threat. But this is just st- silly and stupid. Yeah. In my opinion. But I don't know. If yeah, you have a different opinion.
1: Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man.
3: You can always uh, share your opinion. I don't know. It's, our our it's kind of like
4: a, uh, kind of like the sideshow, you know? I, I guess I can think of worse things.
3: Yeah, there's bigger problems. And uh, I don't want my taxpayer money going to an investigation just to find this one guy, honestly. <laughs> when there's people being shot and killed by stray bullets mm-hmm. and, you know, other things going on. A Missouri killer on death row lost his high court appeal for a firing squad. Oh, damn. I was like, wow, that's interesting. He requested a firing squad. Why? Well, the Supreme Court refused to hear Ernest Johnson's appeal because firing squads aren't authorized under Missouri law. Hmm. He's on death row for killing three convenience store workers in Columbia, Back in 1994, uh, the state had planned to execute him in 2015, but the Supreme Court intervened on his behalf. Hmm. His argument is that the lethal injection, pentabarbital, could trigger seizures because of a benign tumor in his brain. Hmm. So based on prior Supreme Court rulings, if an inmate objects to the state's method of execution, they have to suggest an alternate mean. He had originally suggested nitrogen gas, which Missouri does allow, but the Supreme Court has held that states can decline to use a method with no track record, which is the case for nitrogen gas. Oh,
4: they've never killed anybody with it before? No, nope. But it's allowed? It's
3: right. <laughs> okay. So he turned to firing squad, and they were just like, nope, that's not authorized under Missouri law, apparently. Huh.
4: That's a- you can do the nitrogen gas, which has never been tried, but you can't do the firing squad which will definitely do the job.
3: Yeah. So, they're just going to inject him and say if he doesn't go right away like, oh well.
4: I don't know, man.
3: I don't either. Bring firing squad back, Missouri. <laughs> Come, on. <laughs> Come on. You got the ammo. <laughs> All right, I sent you a clip. Play clip 2 for me.
4: Okay, here we go. Clip 2.
3: Oh wait, Matthew let me preface Stevens it. I'm sorry. All right. I okay. like that I waited till you started it to say that. Yeah. The uh, May 22nd was the decade anniversary for the Joplin tornadoes. Okay. Go ahead with the clip now. Nice execution. You're doing terrific.
7: Matthew Stevens showed me the street where his house used to sit. The tornado ripped through this neighborhood. When it did. It also took one of Matt's legs. That is the most obvious in a long
9: list of hurt. On my bone in my left arm, I've uh, titanium plates in there still a compound fracture of my tibia, femur uh, and uh, sent my kneecap flying. I also endured uh, two spinal fractures, skull fracture, severe whiplash that's caused a bulging disc in my neck and a broken pinky.
7: A decade later, Matt's body still gives him other Tiny
9: reminders of that awful day. It was about two months ago. I pulled a piece of wood out of my head again. Exacto blades and uh, disinfectants, all of that. Uh, pulling, you know, inch pieces of wood out of myself or glass, gravel, and it still continues to this day. 41 Action News interviewed Matt in the hospital just
7: two days after his leg was amputated.
9: I wouldn't really mind waking up with no legs and no arms. I, I would still live my life try and live it happily. Matt's goal is still the same but 10 years in it's not much easier. This has made me slow down my life tenfold both uh, physically and mentally. The surgeons that operated on me said that I will be experiencing pain for the rest of my life due to the injuries and they were not wrong. In the
7: last few years Matt has struggled to get consistent access to pain medication. He says some days his injuries hurt so badly that he's unable to get out of bed. Sadly,
9: his mind uh, is in just as much pain. A storm rolls through and I shut down. All I can do is shake and cry. We spoke to Matthew here
7: in one of Joplin's parks where the memorial to the tornado victims is located, but he told me he actually doesn't come here very often, choosing instead to go out into nature and quietly reflect on the events of 10 years ago.
4: Damn. Isn't
3: that crazy? That's rough. Like your head hurts or something? And you're feeling around and you're like, "Oh shit, I got a splinter on the inside." Oh, then you pull that. out the Exacto knife and the disinfectant and you pull that shit out. Like they showed a picture. Oh god. The bloody a bloody piece of wood next to his Exacto knife and the band-aid. <laughs> like, oh my gosh.
4: Man, he must have been out in it. Yeah. Debris sponge. That sucks, man. Yeah, I remember kids in the journalism school going down to cover it. <laughs> And there was, like, uh, straw that was embedded into fucking telephone poles. Whoa. Like, pieces of straw, even. It's all kinds of shit. It was crazy.
3: Yeah. That was the year before I came out here for college. My family was, like...
4: It was the same year, but, yeah, it was...
3: Well, yes, 2011. You're right. It was 2011 to 2012 school year. Yeah,
4: you must have visited that summer.
3: So, yeah. And my family was, like you sure you want to go live out there? And I was like, that's a very different location than where the college is. I got the tornadoes <laughs> Very far south. I know that you're used to just jumping into Connecticut and Rhode Island from where you live, but Missouri is a big state. It's a big one. We're pretty big. <laughs> Could swallow New England whole. Mm-hmm. So a rare flower appeared at an abandoned gas station in San Francisco. Ooh. Yes, finally. Amorphophallus titanum, also known as the corpse flower, oh, named for its putrid scent. Mm -hmm. You can imagine what it smells like. It was put there to share with the public by a nursery owner um, because it only blooms once a decade and only for 24 to 36 hours, but it can grow 12 feet tall and fewer than a thousand exist in the wild.
4: That's pretty fucking wild. That's quite a sight. Yeah, I've heard of that before. That's crazy.
3: We have a tree around here that smells like fish. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell you that. A certain
4: pear tree, yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's a pear tree? I think so. Oh, gosh. I just remember uh, when I had a desk job when I was at the cube farm. When I was in hell Mm -hmm. before we had children just walking out, walking through the parking lot, and I was like, I'm going to stop and smell these beautiful white flowers on this tree. And I was like, oh, gross. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, oh, I,
4: I, I think that Fletcher's right that they're Bradford pears.
3: Oh, It's the only time I've ever regretted stopping to smell the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> that was a surprise for sure. Oh, my goodness. You know what else was surprising? What? In North Carolina, a blob washed up on the shore's... Of a beach Fuck yeah I blobs The blob Turns out it was a mass of squid eggs Because (laughs) North Carolina Has three inshore squid species That belong to the same scientific family And apparently they lay their eggs together in a mass So the mass ended up just washing on shore Well, that's not great (laughs) No not great for the squid Did they splash it back out there? Great for the gram I don't know if they <laughs> splashed it back out there Great for the gram oh It was God. a fingery looking blobby nightmare <laughs> <laughs> It was truly a sight to behold But yeah It's wild I, I don't know why the squid lay their eggs in a mass like that I guess maybe they insulate and protect each other I don't know. I have to. I have to come back on this one. Squid, they're, they're weird, <laughs> I mean, man. Squid research. If if the Kansas City Zoo would hurry up and build their aquarium, I could come on. Just squid. go walk you over know and ask You're not supposed someone. to
4: put all your eggs in one basket.
3: Don't put all your eggs in one blob. <laughs> oh, speaking of blobs, why don't you play clip three? Uh oh. It's a beautiful day at Echo Park,
2: but the only ones on park grounds are sanitation workers continuing to clean up after the unhoused were forced to leave in late March. Over the last couple of years, the park had become a popular homeless encampment, complete with tents, makeshift kitchens, and more. The sweep to move people from the park came with protest and arrests, but the park was successfully cleared. The task of cleaning up what was left behind involved tagging and storing any personal belongings. Then the Herculean task of collecting and disposing the rest, about 35 tons of trash that included 30 pounds of drug paraphernalia. And then Whoa. this. Urine sanitation workers Oof. remove 700 pounds of biological waste, Holy including
4: 180
3: shit. pounds of feces and 564 pounds of urine.
4: God damn,
3: yeah. When they said drug paraphernalia, they showed stacks of needles. Oh, gross. Um, and also, I was like, doesn't this park have a restroom? It does, all there around. are restrooms all around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people oh, yeah. just chose to piss and shit in buckets and soda bottles and leave oh, it oh god damn it and then they're trying to clean out the lake can you imagine what they're gonna find in there oh no can you imagine testing the water there
4: it's gonna be Ugh. rough you yeah. know imagining like if somebody had to go through and clean the j slums the <laughs> shitty apartment i lived in in college
3: yeah put on the hazmat suit
4: only We're that was in. in a park <laughs>
3: and, and the whole park was taken the, over
4: and there was like
3: in protest 40 homelessness.
4: Forty times of the <laughs> amount of people there, you know? Yes. And then, you know, we didn't have, like, needles obviously stacked up anywhere.
3: California
4: And we pissed and shit in a toilet.
3: But I just, like... But I mean, it was still pretty savage. When we started seeing the homelessness as protest here in Kansas City, that's all I could think of. I said, okay, this is our future. They're gonna start pooping in the streets. And they did. Oh, no. There were reports about that. But, you know, I guess in a way, maybe that's why the mayor's like, let's get him into a hotel. Let's just brush (laughs) him away, rush him away so we're not stepping in human poop. Can't be shitting. On the sidewalk. No. Can't can't be shitting out there. No, there's porta potties, and those are gross, but that's better than just pooping on the street. Uh, Uh, Yeah,
4: yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: And uh, China. China's back on the lands this week. China. Because three leopards escaped, and the zoo they escaped from decided to cover it up. Oh! Well, only two have been caught.
4: Oh, shit.
3: One is still out there.
4: One remains at large. Well, for him, I got a little...
3: Nice. So they had to warn the public. Yeah. And then, of course, someone had to be held responsible for it. So five individuals were arrested For the leopard escape. Oh shit. Uh, They have since deployed 1,700 people to look for this leopard, including dog handlers. They have 990 drones looking for the leopard from the sky. Uh, They have a pilot and a powered parachute. (laughs) (laughs) Just one. Powered parachute. I don't, I don't know why that's so funny to me <laughs> because it's a powered <laughs> parachute see him like
4: the old benny hill music going. they got a
3: picture of him and he looks like <laughs> he's riding
4: and he's just like flying over <laughs> looking for some fucking jack well like what if he finds the thing or leopard
3: what if he finds it <laughs> what if he's gonna fly over on top of it get eaten by it yeah exactly <laughs> oh jesus it was a, 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 pa- a Powered parachute A type of light aircraft That consists of a parafoil with a motor and wheels I mean it is real silly looking mm-hmm. He's just on this little like Trike in the sky
4: I mean that would be a great job though Like oh you did you lose something <laughs> Let me just go up
3: there and look for it <laughs> I'm the powered parachute man
4: <laughs> It's just your thing You're like have no fear I'll find it Have you found a lot of shit before No I mean how you can see houses and stuff the tops of houses, yeah.
6: Oh, I don't know,
3: it's just silly. And uh, they also have infrared motion, you know, detectors, the cameras out there. And they've been releasing chicken as bait. Um, I guess they've seen some paw prints near a mountain village. But they don't think the leopard's going to make it. Because the leopard was born in captivity and has never had to hunt for itself. So... Hmm. Ugh, China is asshole Dad,
4: You should just look by dumpsters They'll find it Just look by all the dumpsters nearby <laughs>
3: This
4: thing's gotta fucking eat,
3: right? There's no dumpsters in China <laughs> <laughs> They said mountain village <laughs> It's not racist, it's a fact! <laughs> well, I don't know if it's fact But I do know we need to come up with the first time I ever for next week.
4: Oh, didn't we have some in the in the? We
3: have some written down.
4: Some in the clip.
3: Some in the clip. Yeah, loaded, <laughs> locked and loaded. Uh, first time I ever used tea tree oil.
4: Oh yeah, a second remember. It was mine. the
3: first one that I have written down. I'm sure that's very specific. I'm
4: sure that'll get a flood of. Uh, <laughs> how about how we do? Oh man, essential oils. We could broaden it to essential oil.
3: Sure essential oils for essential workers yeah
6: exactly (laughs) there
4: you
3: go first time i ever used a an essential oil first time i ever yeah
4: experienced essential oil because i think that uh teacher oil was also the first essential oil that i ever was introduced to oh or experienced yeah first time i experienced an essential oil let's do that okay (laughs) (laughs) a little widen it maybe a couple of people and if it's tea tree oil, damn it, then talk about tea tree oil. Yeah. Hopefully by then we will have a new little dude all swaddled up. We'll figure out how we'll do it.
3: Yeah. Bringing another co-host into the bowl.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't during the show. Sorry to disappoint everybody. Yeah. But we're just waiting. Waiting on this baby. He'll be here any minute.
3: Yeah. He'll be coming to side when he's ready.
4: Yeah, can't can't rush babies, man. I guess can oh. rush daddies, but not babies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> Thanks so much for hanging out on another Tuesday. We love having you. I've been Sir Spencer Wolf, Kansas
3: City, and I've been Dame Deloyan. Until next Token Tuesday, may your bowls burn ever brighter.
11: We need babies,
1: we need to keep making babies, this is what you want to make love, we still have to make children,
6: may your bowls burn ever brighter.